Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Punctuality. Neil? See, it's been so long. It's been so long you forgot what we're called. I'm one of your hosts, Tender Tom Trauma, of course. <laughs> yes. And, uh, well, depending, on when, depending on when this comes out, that might not make yeah, any lo- sense Loverboy at all. Liverpool Neil's out there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. That joke will only work if we put these in the right order. Once again, we're not numbering because we are sort of... We have sort of a weird sandbagging thing going on right now where we've recorded ahead for certain occasions and we're I don't know, Neil. I don't know what's going on. It's, well, we have we have some people that their their episodes interviews, but they're gonna be timed, right, to release yep. to a certain releases and things like that. So they were recorded out of order. So we yes. have we haven't been numbering. Of course, of course we have our, our, our romance episode. Yes, yes, of course. That will I, be up I, on Valentine's Day. I'm getting moist just thinking about it. Um, so yeah, yeah, it does seem like it's been a long time since we spoke. We've actually recorded a bunch of episodes, but we've always had guests. Yes. So you and I have not had a chance to catch up. I have, I have been feverishly taking notes in my phone of things we should, things we should talk about. Hopefully you've got lots of interesting things. I have some things too, and mine are are kind of a mix of interesting and not interesting. So we'll see where the show takes us, right? We'll see where we we go. Well, we got, and we got some good letters. Some people sent us their top 10 list. So we got, we got a bunch of stuff. I think we're going to do two in a row with it's just the two of us. You lucky people. We'll see what's going going on. Once again, I'm on call for work. So if we have a sewer emergency, I'll have to run out. Sewer emergency. We're talking about sewer emergencies. So tell me, snow-wise, what's been your snow situation over there in Grand Rapids recently? So so today is February 1st is the day we're recording. I don't know when you'll hear it, but today is February 1st. We made it through January. If we can make it through this wretched February, maybe we'll get somewhere. But it was 40 degrees and raining. Okay. But we are supposed to have snowmageddon. Starting possibly tonight, I literally saw a weather report, Neil, that said we're going to get between 1 and 78 inches. <laughs> talk, talk about, talk, it's like, don't make don't make promises you can't deliver on there, big boy, right? Yeah, talk about placing your bets. I covered your bets there. Jesus well, it's, it's mostly going to be just south of us. I right. live right on I-96, which is the main east-west highway that runs all the way from Lake Michigan to Detroit. And they said, if you're north of that, you should be cool. If you're south of that, you're going to get crushed. So I think I'm right on, like, the betting edge line. Yeah, we've got the same thing coming through. And, again, it's supposed to snow pretty much all day tomorrow and all day Thursday. And it started off, they were saying, um, Skokie between 6 and 10 inches. Now nice. they're saying it should be between 1 and 4 inches. But, like you say, further south, like Champaign and stuff, I believe they're forecasting up to 24 inches down. Well, screw, those, so. screw those hillbillies anyway, yeah. right? Well, and the thing is, it, it serves them right. Because last week, you probably saw the picture I put up on Facebook. Um, yeah, you got dumped on. I go fucking put the dude. The thing was, it was one of those weird thin bands of lake effect. So in Skokie and Evanston, we got nine inches, and it wasn't forecast at all. It just all of a sudden started snowing and snowed all day, and we got nine inches. Up at work, which you've 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 been by my work, it's just it's less mm. than twenty miles away. They got no snow at all. <laughs> Well, and the irony is it's it's like almost to the Wisconsin border, yep. and you think of Wisconsin as having much worse weather than Illinois. Yeah. So people at work were like, why aren't you here? And I'm like, well, it's snowing like crazy. They're like, no, it's not. <laughs> like, it's like, dude, I had to dig for 20 minutes just to get one door open. Yeah, you had an impressive snow pile there. And, of course, you living in a city-type situation, you had to park on the street. Yep. Now, the funny now, thing about my, the, You know, we, I famously talked about the fact that half my garage is full of bunnies. 
like I have a two-stall garage, you know, suburban type setup. But of course, my wife parks in the garage, and the bunnies take up the other half of the garage. But at least I can kind of like undead. park. <laughs> well, I park up to the yeah, exactly. I park up to the garage, and I don't get you know, it's not so bad. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the funny thing was that photograph that wasn't actually the half of it because that was taken at nine a.m. I think I'd already moved my car at four thirty. Because I was in a place I wasn't supposed to park, so it actually dusted my car off and moved it just a few hours earlier. So, so you know, you know, I've been to your place before, and when and I know you you come home sometimes if you come home too late or something, you literally have to park around the block, right? Yep. Yes. Exactly. And then you have to have like odd even parking for snow plowing, right? What do you, what do people do with their cars? That is the fucking worst, man. Because you're right. They yeah, they have odd even parking, so there's nowhere for people to put their cars there's there's no there's just no, unless you drive like 10 blocks away or something um or drive mm. to a you know a, a parking garage but we don't have any parking garages by us so you're fucked mm. so then they'll come around and give you like a 50 50 dollar ticket mm. yeah and it hurts even more when they're supposed to do that so the snowplow can get through right sure but it hurts even more when you know you've been sitting at home all day and there hasn't been a single snowplow come down the street but people have still got tickets. <laughs> I do love it when the snow plows, like if somebody's parked on the right side, the snow plows just absolutely bury them, just hard pack the snow well, right up on their car. I had that problem too because, uh, well, you saw, I mean, you, you saw what my car looked like. I dug it out. I dug out the sides. I dug out the front. I dug out the back. And it was good. And I, I left it. And then, yeah, the snow plow came through and plowed probably through about another two inches, you know, in front. I didn't think anything of it. I can drive over two inches, right? Um, but then, of course, it was a deep freeze that night, and that two inches froze Just to be locked like, into yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> to get a hammer to like smash it in. It was actually worse the next day trying to move that two inches than than it was. Oh, the joys, I'm, uh, I'm, the joys I'm of on, the Midwest in the winter, huh? Yes, I'm on uh, Pinterest right now, making a, a building a flamethrower. Yeah, yeah. We no. use that to clear my driveway. No, I'm I'm, I'm on fucking some travel site booking t- tickets away from this hellhole. Yeah, that's my wife too. She just she's just like, why do we live here again? Oh Jesus, like, seriously, right? It's um, I mean, it's nice in the summer and stuff, but goddamn, these winters are just January. Didn't January just seem to last forever? Oh, I don't know. Feb- you know, February for me is always the worst. It's the shortest month of the year, and it's just such drudgery. I, it, I, yeah, it is. Because you're, you're already beat down usually from December and January. I don't know. You know, I know a lot of people listen to us in sunny California, so. Yeah, they can screw themselves. Screw your people. Um, <laughs> yeah, and the same, the same as Florida. Um, but, well, the funny thing was, though, Teenage Bottle Rocket was the 15th of January, and that seems like it was like six months ago. I mean, January just seems like, and the meteors was a week before that, and it just seems like that was like a lifetime ago, so. Okay, so we have, so you haven't seen them one more time since we, we talked last. Okay. Who, Teenage Bottle Rocket? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they play. I see them every other week, every week. Exactly. <laughs> Basically, right? Yeah, I think I'm actually TB'd out uh, as of right now. That's three times in six months or something. I think that's yeah. that's pretty good for me. Well, and their show doesn't change radically. <clears throat> no, you're right. It doesn't. It doesn't. And uh, and if I never see Last Gang again, it'll be too soon. So. <laughs> that was the last Last Gang show. You're gonna strategically show up late from here on out. Well, I'll tell you what, Neil. As much as people love to hear us bitch about the weather, yes, sir. Why don't you play a song? Okay. Um, do you have a theme for your music today? I do my, not. My good friend? I do not. Okay. I'm very eclectic. Okay. Actually, you know what? I can play. I can play one first because this is a Wisconsin band. Okay. Yeah. With and shitty this weather. horrible weather always reminds me of my boyhood in Wisconsin. You know, there weren't a ton of great like Wisconsin punk bands, but there were. A, but the but I did like a few of them quite a bit. 
And uh, so let's play the great uh, D. Crutzen, which you said you saw him, right? I did. I did. I saw them uh, with the Stupids in 86 at the Metro. Oh, in Chicago? Yep. And you said that but that was already, so 86, they had already kind of grown their hair out. They had that. grown their hair out, and they came on stage, and there was so much dry ice, you could not see the band. <laughs> nice. Yes, well, not really. Well, that's weird, especially with the Stupids, who were such a, like, three-chord punk yep. band, right? Yeah, exactly. So I think Dyke Kreutzen, yeah, they'd moved on by then. You know. Yeah, they kind of went like post. You know, it's funny because I like a lot of those bands that like abandoned their punk roots and went to like thrash metal or something. But that that later stuff by them didn't do a ton for me, I must admit. So let's play something off the first. Anyway, the first album was self-titled and then the Cows and Beer EP. I think that was really their classic early stuff that I really like. So let's play. Uh, and it's I think it comes down to the voice, right? Yeah. Because yeah, the 100%. voice is pretty harsh. Yeah, it is harsh. All right. Anyway, we're going to play it from the first from their first album self-titled on touch and go records let's play think for me there's a think for you what's the name of the song you think for me think for me i yeah. thought so there you go. i just picked this up on wax so good stuff Kreutz in there with uh, Think For Me. Uh, yeah, I, I actually have an OG copy of that. I don't know why I bought it. I think it was one of those ones where someone told me, oh, it's a local band, and they're, you know, they're coming through or something. So I have an, uh, I have an OG copy of, of that album, and I must say I probably only listened to half of it once. <laughs> it wasn't my cup of tea at all. It's probably worth a couple bucks if it's a original pressing. I'll swap it for a Necro's original pressing, somebody. If somebody wants yeah, to. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, the thing, the difference being that those D. Crutzen records have been uh, repressed, but I was reading something about the Necros catalog. It's totally, like, it's not even, like, if you look through, like, the Touch and Go archives, it's not even there anymore. It's like it's totally, it's like it never happened. It's like oh, they're ghosting us. That's weird. I wonder what happened with that. Well, what the weird thing is, the guy who runs Touch and Go was in Necros. Huh. So I, I don't know. I just don't know. So I guess we'll have to live with our high-quality bootlegs. Mm-hmm. Or I have you go... got a chance to spin that? It's such a great record, isn't it? Or I can go back down to... Well, I love the record. I can go back down to Champagne and buy that original if, he, if the guy still has it. Um, I mean, the bootleg is so good, though. I mean, I hate to say it, but the bootleg is so good. There's really... The sound on it is so good. There's really not much reason. Other yeah. than, you know, 
A fool and his money. I've told you my um, thank you, and I'll be that fool. Thank you. Um, even <sighs> though I'm not that big of a fool, I got okay. So you know, toxic reasons, right? Yep. Okay. So the first album, Independence. Yep. Um, I got a nice, 80, nice repress from Beer City out of Milwaukee. Eighty-two or whatever, and it originally came with like a big sixteen-page booklet. Um, really nice package actually, and I never had it. I think I might have had a repress or something at one time, or had it on cassette or something ridiculous. Um, yep. So I saw one on Discogs. I've been after it for a long time, so I recently purchased it, and it came yesterday, and I'm opening it with excitement, and um, the booklet was supposed to be there. That was in the uh, that was in the the auction or the, uh, the the listing, I should say, and open it up, and no booklet. Oh boy! So back in the box it went, and I just got done sending it back USPS. So mm. interest. Interestingly enough, the guy that sold it is in um, in Gainesville, and mm. um, you might have heard me. S- remember the uh, the the fest the fest episode from like 2019? Sure. And I was going on about a record store. Called Who wears short shorts? Yep, Neil wears short, short shorts. shorts. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a re- there was a record store down there I love called Arrow's Aim. And they closed. Okay. They closed shortly afterwards. Um, apparently, the guy that is now selling out of his house, and that's who sold me this Toxic Reasons album. So anyway, they didn't have the booklet. No, that's on its way back to him, and supposedly I'm getting a full refund. So that's good. I actually have like so I have the, the so did they have the original like black and white cover then? Um, yeah, with like a it, I don't know what it was. It was like an etching of like a like a an American Revolution War. Yeah, because yeah. the new cover is fairly atrocious. Nah. <laughs> It's got like a, it's got like the three flags, of course, but it's got like a, I don't know, like a bandito or something, like skull face bandito or something. So yeah. The, oh Jesus, yeah. But the, the the thing is, you know, for a while Beer City was doing these like collections. So I had the vinyl, I think red. But they were doing these collections where like it come in a DVD box and you get like a CD, and a DVD and a booklet. So I, the the that version of it, you can pick that up for like ten bucks, and it's got the entire album. And the and a bunch of like a full live album and like a DVD, which is not that great. It's like a VFW show or something from like reunion, <laughs> but in a giant booklet, like a bigger form booklet instead of like the CD booklet. It's, it's actually a pretty cool, hmm. pretty cool package. I have a couple of those that they did. I don't think they do that style anymore, but they were cool. Yeah, this was the this would have been the it wasn't the OG press. It was like the second press from like 80, okay. 83 or something. The same label as the original one. The difference being the original one had the yellow labels in the middle, and the repress had like brown labels. What was your shape. What was the original label? Like Toxic Shock or something? No, it was. Uh, hold on a second. I think amongst yourselves while I look this up because it was a smaller one I'd never heard of before. Huh. Do, 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 do. Did you Did you ever see them? I never did. No. Right. Well, and I got a couple of their albums from later in their career because the singer was a big giant guy. I can't remember what his name was. But he left, and the guitar player ended up singing on some later albums. Yeah, Independence was on uh, originally on Risky Records. I don't know what Risky was out Never? Of. Never heard of him. Yeah, Risky was out of San Francisco-based punk label of the early 80s. Uh, yeah, they didn't really put out anybody else that you would know of. Uh, personality Crisis and the uh, Chrome... Um, yeah, Risky Records. So it was the first album came out in 82, reissued, or they did another press in 83. And then it wasn't reissued again until Bitscoil did it in Germany in 89. So, uh, yeah, that original 
has a black cover with like yeah an American Revolutionary Prince. Did or you something see the like cover? That. Click on like the Beer City one and look at the cover. You'll love it. Beer City Independent CD. I think. That... Oh, that is ridiculous. <laughs> that is just ridiculous. <laughs> I Who's think the, the fuck one, did I, that? I mean, I, I, I think the LP I, I got came from the mid-teens. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I'll tell you what. Let's, so, so we're in such a great album, though. That's an amazing album. It is. It it's really great is. Album. Yeah. It's even got like a weird like reggae song on it that I like. Yep. It goes down. Yeah, which is unusual for you. Yeah. Um. Yeah. War Hero. Boy, so many great songs. It is, it is really great. Yeah, album. Amazing. Um. One of those bands that's shared by like Ohio and Indiana kind of fights over who gets them. Yep. So. Let's read some letters because we haven't done that in a long time. And, I, you know, it's funny going back through our email. We have so – our email box is so ridiculously full of stuff, and it gets harder and harder to sort through all the time. And I go back, and I'll find something maybe I didn't answer or find some songs that somebody sent us and said, oh, I'll check that out, and then totally forgot. So I, we have emails from years ago, two years plus. Just, so if we, did, if we didn't answer your email, I want to apologize right now. It probably wasn't intentional. Hold that it thought. Probably is just, hold, we get so much crap; it's hard to keep track of it all. Hold that thought one second, because talking about just going about the toxic reasons thing, and you said about the, a different singer. Yeah. So the one thing I do remember when I, I I saw them a couple times, and the drummer actually sings some of the songs, which was actually really? pretty incredible because you don't see that very often. So yeah, I think uh, it was JJ. He was considered the uh, Phil Collins of punk. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, I thought thought that was thought that was interesting. I saw them once in the states and once in England. So anyway, anyway I was go back. I was apologizing. I was apologizing for not returning emails and not yep. always following up on because we just I do get a lot of requests to listen to stuff and I'll say hey I'll do my best and then you know life happens and anyway we're gonna read some relatively recent letters because we asked people to send us their top tens from 2021 2021 2021, 2021. Yeah, we got a few and a lot of them uh, you know have the same some of the same stuff as us and some of it's not so this so this first letter is from josh he's in iowa he's written to us many times hey guys was reluctant to send this after the thrashing that neil threw at ricky <laughs> I, I i must say i must put in a footnote here it's good natured thrashing ricky can take it and i don't think i even did for god's sakes i just i it was just the copyrights well, the, I listen, we've talked about that ricky the stuff ricky likes is pretty mainstream you know we're allowed to give him a little bit of a thrashing yes indeed and and you know what and he but that that being said every year he brings something that we missed that's really like cool punk stuff indeed you know? so anyway believe it or not there's a good smattering of everyone's list in mind oh well I guess I'll do it quickly and hope for the best honorable mention raging Nathan's waste my heart I think if the pre previous album wasn't so good and complete this album would have made top ten it almost feels like this band falls on the quantity versus quality release process I will say that the last two are easily their best. I also enjoyed that record. I don't know why it really didn't figure in at the end. It probably, I probably should have found a place for that record. It was a little mellower. I really liked the one from last, a year before better. Yep. But anyway, uh, Reno, and there's other honorable mention, Reno Divorce, Outsider Escape from Berlin. And that's one of those bands that you saw out in the Drunken Escapades, right? Yep. He said, thanks for the intro to this band, Tom. I know the purists will say live albums is a no-no, but this covers all their best tracks and the band is so tight on the record. I also feel like this band is probably better live than recorded. I like their recordings, but I love this one. Um, additional that would have been on the list, but were discovered too late. I'll give you guys credit for most of these. Postage, which was a Ricky band. I hear a lot of people talking about I have not had a chance to check them out. Have you checked them out yet, Neil? Uh, no, I will not listen to a band called Postage. So. Refuse to because the name's yep. bad. Okay. 
<laughs> this was from Ricky's list. I'm completely with him here, but I also agree that the name is absolutely horrid. Zonoid self-titled. Great pick here, Tom. This album is front to back with ease to listen. Mau Mau's The Enemy Within, also a dynamite, Neil. Uh, the Last Resort, Skinhead Anthems 4. I can't get enough of this album and would absolutely be on my 2021 list if not released 12-4. Let me talk about that one, too, because that one, sure. yeah, I just started listening to that, and that would have made my top 10 list if I had heard it in 2021. And maybe we can do a show about that, uh, you know, song uh, albums that we would have put Stuff on. we missed. Yeah, yeah, stuff we missed, But because this Last Resort album is dynamite. It really is. It's probably the best thing they've done since that very, very first album. It's really fucking good. So, mm. yeah. All right, so we're on to his top ten now. Typhoid Rosie, Queen of the Swords. You know, I talked about them a little bit. I also saw them in Maryland. Um, and I meant to, I really didn't give them fair shake. I liked what I heard, but once again, just didn't get to it. So I, I will try to write that wrong. Uh, great find from the festival. Of, oh, geez. Great find from you, Festival of Blackout, Tom. I don't believe it was called the Festival of Blackout. But, but it should be. Whatever. <laughs> Good pop appeal. Very catchy. I pre-ordered the vinyl looking at April from a September of 2021 order. Sounds about right. Holy shit. Number nine, Queer's Reverberation. I knew this one had mixed between uh, between the group. I love a good cover album. The track selected were spot on with Joe's influences. I got on yellow vinyl. I got orange. Uh, eight, 500 Miles to Memphis. Hard to love. I've, I have been on this band from way back. Great crossover appeal, but kind of leaves them in the middle from actual fandom. Great live band, too. I uh, have been listening to that a little bit, too. I, I definitely dig that album. Uh, seven, here's where we part ways, Neil. The copyrights, Alone in the Dome. I am sure I will take the heat here. The lover boy of punk. Love the harassment. I know there are a few knockout tracks in the mix, but the album is super good front to back. I know there are a few less knockout tracks in the mix, but the album is super good front to back. Tom, I'm interested if you've listened yet, or did the lover boy nickname scare you away? I actually haven't. Well, I'm afraid well. it's going to be too polished. Yeah, no, give it a listen and see if you see if you agree with me. I think you will. It's well, uh, it, it. I mean, it's it's okay, but it doesn't. It's nothing to do with punk rock. So here's another one that you and I were split on. Number six, Neighborhood Brats, Confines of Life. You all got me hook, line, and sinker in the mid year. I knew nothing in this band, and now own their last two 12 inch releases. Five, Antagonizers ATL, Kings, pretty amazing release that made the whole made the list the whole year. Can Pirates Press do anything wrong with these newer bands? Four, Decrack, Serious Issues. I like this I like this album, too, I must say. I thought this one would have been higher, too, if their last album was not so good. I got both at the same time on vinyl and get more spins on Sonic Delusions. Number three, Teenage Bottle Rocket, Six Sesh. If I track the mail right, I'm supposed to get my pre-order this Thursday. That's probably it was like last Thursday or something. I thought this album was better than Stay Rad. I get the perspective on them in general, but they still effing rock. Self-censored, not by me. Plizkin and their paradise is full of snakes. See, now this is one that I really like too. I I, I haven't heard many people talking about it, but it's a German band. I was a little scared pre-ordering this with the angry German undertones that come across, but damn, this band sounds so good. I know they can make it stateside sometimes. And number one, he had the dirty nil. Hmm, that really surprises me. That's a lot of people slick. like that. A lot of people like it's that. It's a very slick record. Once again, appreciate what you do. Don't make it hurt too good. Josh from Des Moines. <laughs> well, thank you very much for that. That was an interesting well, Thank list. you, Josh. Yeah. Had a lot of your stuff, a couple of my things in there, so that that's pretty good. Good uh, to know that we're shaping young minds. Yeah, ex- young, I mean, young minds, guys like 40. Warping young minds. One of our younger like. fans. 
So I have from our good friend mailman Mike from Florida. Now we must we must talk about this a little bit. Mike does not do social media. Not at all. No, he and he's probably he's better for it. I would imagine. Yes, his yes. mental health is better for it. Um, so he sent you a physical list. He did. It's like it's like 1986 all over again. He hand wrote with a sharpie. Was that the same package with the other stuff he sent you? It was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I have the hat, Mike. Because Neil's a pinhead, and I got a big fat <laughs> head like you. So <laughs> yeah, I got your hat, buddy. Yep. And my daughter's got the uh, huge shirt, and she's wearing it. it looks as a good dress. on me. She's very good at his address. Um, yeah, I, uh, I use it when I park in handicap spots. Put my <laughs> flashers on and throw my mailman hat. There on. you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, limp a bit. But anyway, he so he sent it to you like Unabomber style. He did. Yes, I think he might be living in a shack somewhere in fly the swamp in the Everglades. The only way it could have been better is if you'd have cut out the individual letters from magazines. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Anyway, let's hear Mike's list. Mike is a, Mike is definitely probably more in the Metal. like likes the harder edge stuff, yeah. right? Yeah, he does. And you probably recognize some of this stuff more than I do because some of these bands I've never heard of. Okay. Um, at number ten, he has Carcass with torn okay. arteries. It's like an English death metal band. Yeah. Okay. Melodic. Number nine, Quicksand. Distant populations, you know. Mm, that kind of surprised me. See, I didn't hear good things about this record, but Quicksand is—it's uh, the dude from Gorilla Biscuits, right? But it's like a post-punk thing. Is it? Anyway, is it, I haven't heard. Of it, is it so post-punk or is it more like metal-edged or post-hardcore? Post-hardcore. There you go. Yeah, post-hardcore. It's. Funny. I don't know, dude. What is all this post? I don't know. I mean, post-hardcore is yeah is one thing. Post-punk is completely different thing. So yeah, even though they sound like they should be the same. Um, yeah. Number eight, Teenage Bottle Rocket, Six Ash. There you go. Number seven, uh, Stranglers, Dark Matter. Nice. Now you like that album too. I did not listen to that one either. I did. I mean, it's you know, it's the Stranglers. It's it's slower. No, it's, it's... not. It's like somebody from the Stranglers. <laughs> it's the only living guy from the Stranglers. <laughs> is that right? Uh, no, because that old drummer's still alive. He's like eighty something, but he's still the drummer is in his eighties, but he doesn't play anymore. Yeah. Jet, he probably Jet barely Black. walks anymore. Jet Black. So yeah. who, so who is that Neil? Who's left? It's it's like somebody from like the bass players. Right? Jean Jacques Brunel, yeah, the bass player. He's I mean, a big part of the sound. Now the funny thing is, no, no, I'm not discounting his role in the band, but I mean they're they're, I mean I'm glad they put out a new a good new album because they're yeah. essentially a county fair act at this point with one oh, you know ouch. with the bass player. But <laughs> well, if they're putting out good music, they're putting out yeah. good music. I don't. Um, but the funny thing is, the original singer guitarist Hugh Cornwell is still alive and going strong. But he, yeah, doing he his solo a long thing, time right? Ago. Yeah, for forty years. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay, number six. I hate God. Uh, it's, sludgy, I, sludgy kind of metal band from uh, New Orleans. Yeah, I can't read what the album is called. It looks like it says. As, is it no- Assy of Nomadic Bar. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, legacy of nomadic, I can't behavior or something, something like that. Something like that. Anyway, thanks, Mike. They're they're cool. They're cool, man. Um, number five, he has converge. Yeah, see, now that's one of those more modern type of like hardcore bands. I never could get into them. Everybody said their their album Jane Doe was like a game changer, so I bought it, and I'm like, eh, I don't know. I think I might have. Did I see them one time? I might have done it and not been impressed at all. Um. Number four, he has Descendants, uh, Fifth and Walnut. A good choice. Which I guess if we were doing a combined uh, Punk Till I Die uh, top ten, I'm assuming that would have been number one, just judging by what everybody else seems to think. Um, number three, Fake Name, self-titled. I've never, never heard, heard of, of Fake Name. Have you? No? Okay. No, I wonder if it's local to him or something. Uh, number two, Turnstile, who I've never heard of either. 
See, they're another more modern punk band. I think, or hardcore band. I think they're from Chicago, if I'm not mistaken. Neil, grow on. Let me look that up. Uh, in a oh, see, that's funny that he likes that because I think that was really mellow for them. Oh yeah, is it's that right? weird. It's weird with these hardcore bands. Like, okay, they put out like two hardcore albums, and then they can do like a Baroque album, <laughs> and the hardcore kids will still listen to it. I, I don't get that. Hey Tom, if it ain't Baroque, don't fix it. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> okay, they're from Baltimore. Oh, Baltimore. Yeah, there oh, you I go. forget it. Then. Yeah, and it, that album was called Glow On, and it's on Roadrunner Records. Roadrunner Records. I don't know. It's not. It's not for me. But you know, I. I whatever. Uh, Mike's, a and, grown, Mike's a grown man. He can like whatever he wants. And number one on his list is a band called Ship Thieves. Okay, now that's Chris Waller's band. He's like the guy from Hot Water Music. Oh, it's a Florida band though. Hot Water Music. Hot that's water Florida music. band. I have not really checked them out. And the album was called, I don't know, Corruption or something? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Because I can't really read his writing here. It looks like it says Eruption. Eruption? Is that what the album is called? I don't know. Is Ship Thieves one word? I think it's two, but I'm not sure. Ship Thieves. Chris Woolard and Ship Thieves. Hmm. Anyway, anyway, whatever that album was called, it was thanks. number one on Mike's list. So thank you for writing thanks. in, Mike. Thanks for your input, Mike. We yep. always appreciate what you do. You are the best. Yep. Um, and he, as always, he says, up the punks. There so, you go. Good old Mike. Who have we got next I, there, buddy? I got oh, should one? I play a song? Should I play a song? Well, we got we got two more letters we should read. Um, okay. It's up to you. No, you can read them, so go ahead. Go ahead. This is from Matthew Lindsay, I believe is in Australia, if I'm not mistaken. Fucking convict. I'm sorry. Hey, fellas, it's been a, long, been a long time between correspondence for me. Crazy times, hey? You would think working from home would be less tech, hectic, but I've been busier than ever. Gotta say, it's been great hearing about your adventures going to shows. Yeah, a lot of people are not being yeah. able to... Anyway, I just Australia listened to the... Su- Australia was super fucking locked down. Dude, the army went on the beach. Yeah. They're insane. Yep. They have lost their minds. It started as a prison colony, and it's clearly going to end as one. <laughs> he said anyway. it, not me. <laughs> well, what are they going to do? Come here and hit, hurt me? They can't leave their freaking country. That's, that's right. They can they leave, can't. They can't they can't. Yeah, even if you're a fucking professional tennis player, they'll fucking make you leave, right? Yeah, no kidding. Yep. Uh, anyway, I don't know. Well, you know. Anyway, just as the best 2021 episode, poor Ricky. I actually think you and Neil in particular, Neil in particular, was unfair. Loverboy, come on! I must admit, I wasn't the biggest fan of that copyrights when I heard it, but it has grown on me a bit. And as for pop punk, shiny production, if memory serves me right, one of your callouts for 2020 was the bomb pops, not mine. Talk about shiny bubblegum production, Neil. Do you regret no, pumping had, up the bomb? No, pops? they had some. They had some good songs, fucking, and they're cute. The copyrights, uh, not. So, they're not so good songs, and they're not cute. How's that? <laughs> so if the guys with the copyrights were attractive women, they get special considerations. They I'll would, accept it that. It would certainly be in their favor, yes. <laughs> I'll accept that. Yes. I, I thought that was a great release, too. Some great pop-punk songs. You must be a fan of some shiny pop-punk flaws. Anyway, but seriously, Ricky is an asset to these weigh-ins. I think Ricky is an asshole, he... did he say? What's that? Oh, an He's asset. An asset. An asset. asset. Got it, got it, yes, yes. To these weigh-ins. I think he was. It, it was he that introduced me to the Natterers a while back on that other podcast, and he's right. You're both wrong about Get Dead. Okay, I'm not reading the rest of this paragraph. Yeah, it's stupid. <laughs> I still can't get into Get Dead. I'm sorry. It's my fault. Yeah. It's, me, it's me, not you. I think Matthew no, might have been bitten uh, by one of those fucking spiders or something they have down there. Dude, he's been breathing in his own oxygen for so long. <laughs> his own carbon dioxide. Or whatever. All right. 
I've added my top 10. I think you'll both dig my number one. Number 10, Hard On. Sorry, sir, that riff's been taken. Now, that's a band that I generally like, but I did not hear this. Yeah, they've been getting a lot of uh, good pub for this album, though. I've seen a lot of people mention this one. Surprising release and a melding of two great Aussie van- bands. You may or may not, uh, let's see. Yeah, didn't their old singer or guitarist get thrown out for some kind of console culture bullshit? I have no idea. Yeah, you think you got, you think the singer for the Hard Ons would be right? kind of <laughs> you, think, you think you kind of know what you get with that, but there you go. He pulled a boner? Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yes. Anyway, number nine, The Last Gang, Noise, Noise, Noise. I know you don't have much of a thought on that. Um, so, you know, it's funny. So he's, eight, he's got Chubby and the Gang. He didn't really make any notes about that. The Mutt's Nuts. Now, you love the first Chubby and the Gang record. Did you listen to this one or not too much? I did. I didn't really like it very much. That's funny. Is it, Was it different? or, or uh, just... it, it was a bit more eclectic, and his voice just wears on me. Um mm. They seem like a real one-trick pony to me, and I just didn't think this album was anywhere near as good as the first one was. Um, it just wasn't as direct and hard-hitting and stuff, and I don't know. It just seems like, to me, they're, they're done huh. as far as I'm concerned. But they Well, go. maybe, dude, they, you can, they can have a sophomore slump. Maybe they'll come back. Sure. Number seven, he's got the Bronx, Bronx Six. Bronx are one of those bands that everybody else seems to love. I have never got into them. Seen them. Everybody's like, oh, they're the best live band. I, I don't know. They're okay. I mean, I've seen a lot of great live bands. I think if, I think it falls on the kids again that haven't seen a lot of great showmen. Yeah, you know? agreed. I saw them from when I stayed in the bar the whole time. Um, and uh, Sixty's got the chisel. Now, this is another band that I've been hearing a lot of things about. I think What's-His-Name had, um, uh, well, that's one of the guys from Chubby and the Gang, I believe. And yeah. I, I believe that Ricky um, had that in his top ten. Actually, they were produced by the same. Hmm, okay. I don't know them, but that sounds like it's more up my alley. Maybe I should check that out. Now, here's number five. This is a great name for a band, Neil. Pissed. The Pissed Idiots. P-I-S-T. Um, Australian band. Says great, one, he has great sloppy Aussie punk garage rock with some nice slower stuff. Surprisingly the next good one, I get the weirdest band. thing on my phone here. It, it's it, His next one is Aim on the Sniffers, yep. which is another one. That I haven't really gotten into, but I know a lot of people love that band. Oh, it's a it's a great album, man. Both Amel and the Sniffers albums great. Both I, th- are great I think the second one is better than the first one, so. Huh. And I love the first one, so. Yeah, I have not really checked them out. That was number four. Uh, number three, he's got. Now this is an interesting one to me because I w- I've been a fan of this band over the years, but I, this album to me was sad. Uh, no effects, single album. And what does he say? He says, this that? was a big surprise for me. I didn't like it at all at first, but the big drag became an earworm, and I just kept listening to it throughout the year. Really interesting argu- arrangements throughout, particularly on Grieve Soto. That's an okay song. It was about Steve Soto. And Birmingham is going to be a favorite live. I don't know. Um, if they're ever allowed to play live. <laughs> it's, the first, it's the first SnowFX album that I haven't bought in forever. Um, I've, I even bought the later ones, even the ones I didn't really care for that much. And I probably will pick it up at some point, but I might just like try to find like an $8 CD or something. Uh, number two, Descendants, Ninth and Walnut. Once again, on everybody's list, that one's, I like that one a lot too. Number one, Civic, Future Forecast. All right, I'm going to read this description here because I've been kind of skipping over. Check this one out. I don't know much about them apart from being a five-piece from Melbourne, but if you like anything 77 Punk from Australia... Think Birdman meets the Saints. This is an absolute banger on high, rota- high rotation. Huh. That sounds good to me. Really I, like Naked Ray Gun, Over the Overlords, but just haven't listened to it enough. Looking forward, most looking forward to something new from the Nightbirds in 2022. That would be cool. 
Yeah, I um because Matthew and uh, you know and I, I joke, but um I, I I appreciate him doing this, and I actually did listen. I downloaded and listened to that Civic album just on his say so. Um, it is very very much like the Saints, and when I hear something like that, it just makes me want to listen to the Saints. There you go. <laughs> to be honest, so I mean, I guess it's I guess it's a it's a compliment that. But they, really, that they, it, I mean. The, the the first Saints album is the only one you really want to listen to, right? Uh, the second one's good, too. Is it? Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, and, in fact, they're on the cover of Eve La Rock this month for some reason. I'm not quite sure why. Um, but, I'll uh, tell you what, dude. Why don't, why don't we play another song? Because I, there's actually a couple more I think we should read. Okay. One's from our gotcha. pal Carl, and the other one's from yep. Brian. So. All right. Um, I find the Brian one amusing. So, so um, <clears throat> I'm doing a theme for my songs this week. And um, in our interview with Matt from the Poison Boys, he mentioned one of his favorite bands or whatever was a band called Berlin Bratz. And I was thinking to myself, holy shit, how many bands with Bratz in the names are there? And then I got mm. to thinking, ah, why don't I do make that one of my themes for one of my, song, uh, for one of my shows, for the songs? So mm. I'm going to do that. So um, these are all going to be uh, bands uh, with Bratz in the name. So I'm going to start with the Street Bratz, who were from Chicago, mid-90s. And... Uh, I am going to play the song Destination Nowhere. So this is the Street Brats from Chicago with Destination Nowhere.
Okay, Street Brats there with Destination Nowhere. And uh, what's the name of that album? It's like something from the bottom, looking up from the bottom or something like that. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know. Street Brats, Tom. You have to the Street Brats. All right. You want to read Brian or you want to read Carl? Uh, Carl, let me see. Let me find those emails. Carl. I'm not seeing one from a... Oh, Carl Horner. Yeah, our good friend Carl from Carl Seattle. What Carl's a long-time listener, many-time writer. Yes. Um, Car- the, thing with Car- the thing with Carl that I like is he's definitely kind of taken on that comic book guy character where, like, he will tell us when we suck even though we're giving him <laughs> tons of free entertainment. Yeah, I'd love it. Um, which I sort of appreciate. I mean, it's fine. When we suck, we suck. It's all right. Uh, so Carl says... Happy New Year, punks. Happy New Year, punks. Hey, it's been a while since I've written you directly. I guess most of my smart-ass comments go on the Facebook page these days. And that's fun, too. Everybody should should join the Facebook group. We're up to almost 500 uh, 500 members now, so that's good. Um, I really dug the last episode, Mike from Sexy Baby Records. He was a real good interview, even though he was being too modest about his accomplishments. I then realized I missed the Good Friday Municipal Waste episode, so I just started listening to that. Tom, please tell me you wore your work clothes to the show. I mean, you work in the municipal waste business. Hopefully you showed up in your company jacket, hard hat, I'm not and actually, orange safety actually, vest. That's like garbage man. I'm not a garbage man. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but that's right. Wow. There you go. The, uh, the, the sewer guy is looking down on the garbage guys. That's great. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't look down at anybody. I'm just, this is not what I do. Um, I'm assuming he's talking about uh, municipal waste here because he goes, I happen to love that band. In my mind, an almost perfect blend of the music I loved in the mid-late 80s. And the fact that they inject plenty of humor is awesome, as the dire and serious nature of many thrash bands gets to be sort of monotonous after a while. The Ramona's interview was also really good, and I will admit that I didn't have high expectations of the musicianship of an all-female Ramones tribute band, but I thought the originals were pretty killer. And I agree. And that that one, even though um, the Ramones weren't the most uh, talkative, um, yeah, I thought it was a I thought it was a good interview. And their songs are real. The songs are really really good. That new album is really good. Anyway, I still like to talk. It's it's nice to talk to women once in a while. Get a little different perspective. Oh, for sure. And it's just nice to talk to different different yeah different groups of people. Um, so back to his letter. He says regarding the vinyl shortage, what's the oh, big this deal? Make, this is gonna anger your blood up i can tell you right what's now. the big deal at least for me i do enjoy listening to vinyl but i've got a pretty good hi-fi setup my god how old is he if he's using the term hi-fi that's excellent. he's almost as old as you Neil. yeah he is he might be older no <laughs> no he's between us i think um i've got a pretty good hi-fi setup that i can easily play my phone through via bluetooth yeah i know there's a loss of fidelity with a combination of the bluetooth and whatever digital analog conversion chip is in my amp but it's plenty good enough it's not like I'm sitting there in my study with my eyes closed, taking in the full ambiance of the Queer's new album while sipping brandy out of my snifter. <laughs> you I, should be, Carl. Has, he, be, has be. he been watching me or something? What the hell's he yeah, doing? Exactly. He's, he's wearing a bathrobe yeah. that he allows to slightly fall open before he walks to the window and look at the children down below. <laughs> but I will admit, obviously I would never do listen to the Queer's, but I do have a couple of like Frank Sinatra albums and stuff that I do like to. I'll turn the lights off and just sit there and bathe in the... Uh, the, the full glory. Anyway. Sit there and smoke some opium and listen to Sinatra. <laughs> yeah, pretend I was in the rat pack. Um, yeah. 
All bands should just give you the download code via email immediately upon purchase. Then you can listen to the new album, or just do it off a streaming service, and wait a few months for the vinyl to show up. I realize this does not help record stores or bands on tour, and that part actually sucks. But I agree with them there. That's actually what I do a lot. I stream, and I enjoy streaming. It's certainly got its pluses, but then I do like to buy the vinyl as well if I like the record, right? I mean, exactly. That's well, that's yeah. the thing, right? I mean, if you're going to, these records are getting expensive. If you're going to spend 25 bucks on a record, it's sure nice to know if you're going to like it. Yep. 100%. You don't want to, you don't want a repeat of that D. Crutzen situation from 1984. <laughs> <laughs> you buy a record and don't really care for it. Yeah. Especially back then, I had no fucking money, right? Yeah. Exactly. It's funny. I, I was looking on the, um, yeah, this is this is a segue for the for the American listeners. But if you go, you know, the social <laughs> socialsecurity.gov or whatever, and it shows you how much money you're going to get when you retire or whatever, right? I'm sure you've looked at that, right? Um, no, I don't want to know. Oh, I I do. I look at it all the time. Um, but it shows you all your tax returns, how much you earned since you started earning, and it's so funny to look like in the mid '80s, like '86, '87. I think in like 86, I earned like $890 all year. <laughs> so, so it's amazing I could buy the Dykeson album, for God's sake. I'll never forget the year I broke 14000 Yeah. Fuck yeah. oh, yes. I was felt like I was a rich man. Um, anyway, he says that he has, I remember the first year I made 20 dude. I felt like an adult. Like, wow, I'm an adult. And I made $20,000. I'm middle class. <laughs> I, I, can, I can remember being, I have, I have over $100 in my bank account. Wow. I can, <laughs> I'm actually all right. You know, I can, if, well, yeah. Anyway, he finishes the letter with, I'm sitting here wearing my punk till I die sweatshirt. Nice work by the people at On Point. The thing is by far the softest, most comfortable hoodie I own, and I own a lot. As always, keep up the good work. Thanks, Carl. Thanks for you. Uh, thanks for being a listener, and thanks for writing in and always keeping us entertained, my friend. Over to you, All right. Tom. All right. One more, one more quick one that has a follow-up. And, uh, then we, we have so much, you know, this show has never really been driven by, like, current events because, you know, we're not current guys. <laughs> but there's been so much stuff going on in the punk world. So let's finish these letters up, and then I'll play a song. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to talk about, I, like I said, I've been taking massive amount of notes about things and a lot of stuff going on in the news that will anger your blood. Excellent. So anyway. Can't wait to go off on that. I recently, uh, this is from Brian. I Brian recently, who, sure, oh, Brian, okay. I'm, I'm not sure where Brian's from. I, re- I recently listened to and enjoyed episode 150. The Let Them Eat Jelly Beans comp was the first punk album I ever bought on vinyl. Uh, I still have it. What a great record. I'm also trying to catch up on the older episodes and just heard 105 in which Tom complains about punk shaming people for not following mask and social distancing rules. I believe that one reason punk has changed so much from our youth is that society's the size, society that is rebelling against has also changed. A song like I Don't Care About You from the first Fear record was rebellious and shocking in 1982, but today it could be Donald Trump's theme song. In a world where fascists act like punks and punks act like fascists, it's often hard to know which side to come down on, but Tom is right. Liberal fascism is still fascism and should still be exposed for the hypocrisy that it is. Keep up the good work, Brian. So, great letter, right? Yeah, it is. But, very but much I, so. took, I took probably too long to get back to him, and sometimes we just flake out. So we get a return letter. This is this is my favorite. This is a two parts two part sequence for Brian. Hey guys, just just want to say sorry about the last email. I was kind of drunk and venting. <laughs> I know you try to avoid politics and don't need some idiot rambling about a six month old episode, but it was fresh in my mind. He wasn't that old. I was That's going to suggest that you do an episode on punk movies, but I just listened to one fifty two. I can't believe dudes didn't make that list. All those films from the eighties. 
but there's been some good uh, uh, all those films are from the 80s but there's been some good punk films the last 20 years like Green Room Green Room was cool but I wouldn't really exactly call it a punk film How to Talk to Girls at Parties and Whatever Happened to Her- How- Harold Smith I don't know either any of those no, either never heard of them anyway sorry again Brian from Portland anyway you don't have anything to be sorry about Brian it's all good yeah it's all good um, I, but just that's to, why very few people have our actual phone numbers just to get back to you're what three hours he's, different if you call this drunk it'd be like 3am just to get back to what he said though um, I don't care about you by fear fucking classic punk rock classic oh, so and it's just as good today it's just relevant today as it is as it was back then because most people are cunts and I don't care about them alright so, you know what you let's, call, let's call an audible Neil let's oh, play okay. it all right, so there you go. We're going to play uh, I Don't Care About You from Fear. So here you go. Listen to it, love it, cherish it, and it's the fucking best. There you go. fear there so that was a good audible tom yeah because there might be some people have never heard that and oh uh, it's so good yeah it's it's so good and uh Adam's, now i want to hear sorry, now i want to hear new york's all right i love yep. living in the city uh it's baloney and that's what punk rock was supposed to be it was supposed to be offensive and unpleasant and nasty make you, and that's get your attention it... make you think a little bit or something yes um, so Neil, I, 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 I'm going to go to a newer, I want to talk about something newer that's been going on in the news. It's been huge, obviously. Um, so I saw one of your boyhood heroes. <laughs> oh boy. Has insisted that Spotify take his music down. Do you know what I'm talking about? Neil? That fucking old hippie. Um, your namesake. I, yeah. I, and I have fight talked Neil about Young, this before. Neil Young, ironically, very yep. old. I've talked about Very this before, a, right? That he's actually. Uh, number, I know he's like one of your least. Like you hate him. My most hated list is uh, Crosby, Stills and Nash and Young, and number one on my most hated list, uh, with Steely Dan at number two. Ah, so, yeah. So that's that's the. Well, it, it's it's funny to me, 
you know, so it's funny, Neil Young, I, you know, I actually don't despise some of his earlier music. You know, I mean, like Harvest was fine. And I liked some of the stuff he did with Crazy Horse, the like hard rock stuff. But he's been an unbearable curmudgeon for a number of years, right? Yep. Oh, Just frick. intolerable. And now he does this. So he's been unhappy with having his music on a streaming service for years. Well, the guy's worth $200 million. And he probably doesn't care about the $30 check he gets from Spotify, right? He's been wanting his music off. I believe that this is just a big publicity stunt. So why do you explain to people what it was he was upset at, why he supposedly so, left? So I, and I, I honestly must say I don't really have much feelings about Joe Rogan either way. I've only heard very little of his stuff too. But Spotify's big star, big face, is Joe Rogan. He has a $100 million contract with Spotify to be exclusive with his podcast. He does like these three to four hour podcasts where he'll have a guest, he'll smoke weed, he'll take drugs. You know, it's, it's it's very popular. It's funny that he's being painted as some kind of a ultra conservative or something. He's certainly not. Yeah, he lets people. No he let, but the good thing about him is he lets people, and I don't listen to him by any means, but he does let people express their views and he lets people say whatever the fuck they want. So I, I think that's a good well, thing. Well, and it, it's it's crazy because once again, Neil Young is saying that the reason he wants to take it down is because Joe Rogan is spreading COVID mis misinformation. Yeah. And Go back it, to your just, island, you stupid old Canadian. Well, that's prick. always funny to me because you know, I mean, Pfizer has all their records sealed for fifty years about all their COVID testing, and they actually were trying to get it pushed out to seventy-five or a hundred years. So what, it's going to be a Joe while Rogan? before we know what COVID misinformation was, for one thing. And for another thing, it's just it's it's he's having doctors on. There are doctors that have opposing viewpoints. Yep. I mean, God forbid somebody thinks different than what the government paid people do, you know. So I don't need, but but it's it's it is ironic because, you know, in 2022, you know, deplatforming is censorship to a certain, you know. So Neil Young want make no mistake about it. Neil want Neil Young wants Joe Rogan censored. Right. Which is he's using his his power bullshit. to do it, yep. and I get I get that Spotify is a private company. It's not it's not a matter of government censorship. I get that. I understand that they're a private company. They can do whatever they want. But I mean, Neil Young really thinks they're going to throw off the guy. They're paying a hundred million dollars, and you know he's get this strong group of people coming with him: Joni Mitchell and Nils Lofgren. Yeah, between them. Between... I mean, they got to have less listeners weekly than Agent Orange, right? <laughs> I, was I, mean... I was gonna say they've got to get fucking less less listeners than we do. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, I, I don't know. The, the big thing is, I think, like I said, I think he's just grandstanding, which I can't stand. Exactly. Well, the other thing that's interesting, and I I heard this on Ben Weasel's podcast, which I thought was an interesting thing. So. Neil Young has been an outspoken critic of, have you heard, have you probably don't know because you don't care, of GMOs. Okay. You know what GMOs are, Neil? Yeah, it's that stuff they put in the corn and shit, right? Well, genetically modified organisms. Or right. Scientists think that they can cure world hunger with these things. Yeah. The scientific consensus is that they're 100% safe. He doesn't believe they're safe. He thinks it's a vast conspiracy. So, Neil Young has been a vocal advocate of this. I mean, he's a guy who talks about it a ton. He's not a guy who has an opinion about it. He's a guy who's always running his mouth about it. So it's, he's not even necessarily opposed to incorrect information. He's just opposed to the incorrect information that he doesn't like. Right. And isn't, that, isn't that the truth these days, though? 
But, but I mean, it's just, yeah. it's just so sad. You know, you know, his one of his most famous songs is about how the government murdered a bunch of college kids on their campus, right? Oh, Ten soldiers and Nixon coming, four dead in Ohio. Ohio it's yeah. just funny to me that he's now a mouthpiece for the government like everybody else. How does and that, once again, how does that tie into punk be... rock, Tom? See if you know how that ties into punk rock. The uh, the uh, what was that Kent State massacre, right? Kent State. I I don't know. Am I missing something? Uh, what's her face? Was there? Chrissy Hyde was there. Oh, is she? Yeah, she was a student at uh, Kent State that that year. She was there. Yeah. Oh no, kidding. There you go. But it's just it's it, it is bizarre to me. Uh, how any kind of an artist could be for any kind of censorship, um, you know, and, and of course, you know, both sides are, oh, you know, any information we don't like is dangerous. It's dangerous. Well, maybe, but you have to have that, that needs to have a high burden of proof. So anyone, anyone, anyway. anyone that's calling for anyone else to be censored is just fucking uber dangerous in my book and just shut up and deal with it you know what uh, i mean if you want to well, have a, if you want neil young if you want to have a podcast and rival what he does go for it you boring old canadian cunt well it's, it's funny too because i'm pretty sure that most of these woke young kids that hate joe rogan have probably never listened to one second of it <laughs> yeah right and the same for neil they've never listened to neil young either <laughs> Well, that's the other thing that was interesting about Neil Young is saying Neil Young is saying he's spreading this misinformation, and and the news, the our brave news sources, have are not doing any digging into this. He didn't give one example. Right. He's just saying it. It's getting pushed along. It's the same problem I have with all this stuff. The New York Times, especially, you know, the old gray lady who was, used to be, we always knew it had a liberal bent, but it was a good source of information. Now, I don't think they they don't do any reporting. They essentially are running press releases for corporations as news. Like, what is going on, man? I mean, who is going to dig these stories out and find out what's going on anymore? Nobody. They, you know, we just accept it. It's just, I, I don't know, Neil, I'm flabbergasted dude in 50, in, in 50 years time there'll be so many books and stuff written about this these last few years that we've lived in and you know that all the lessons that can be learned and how easy well, they won't how be able easy to it on is social media well, it'll all be misinformation some of it's coming out in england right now is how easy it was to scare the population into compliance and uh, I, uh you know and, so and, it, just just by conflating numbers and putting out false numbers out there and not comparing them to other real numbers and stuff and just how easy it was for the government to to do that and uh and you still see it today you still see people walking around or driving in their car by themselves with masks on like, what, yeah. uh, what? what are you, well and it's such a, we're such a ideologically divided by this thing it's like is this the great test from our era is whether or not you get vaccinated or not that's like what's going to divide us as a as a country it's, it's unbelievable what this thing has done to us um it, it's scary honestly which actually kind of leads me to my next my next story because i think it's oh i'm gonna have to get some strength for this one tom hold on a second i gotta open another beer there we go hey by Give the it way to me. so oh, dry, dry january's Janu over dry january is over so if 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 i would have done dry february i would have made it because it only has 28 days Ah, but oh, you didn't make you didn't make dry January. I didn't quite make it. No, good for you. <laughs> um, but I'm back. Like I said, I'm back on call for work, so I'm dry right now. I'm ah. having a nice, uh, nice Coke Zero with aspartame, which is probably going to give me cancer. <laughs> yes, it might worse for you than the alcohol. Well done. Another thing the U.S. government allows us to have. Yes, but no GMOs. So, 
there was a couple bands that broke up, and I don't think either. I don't think you and I are going to care about either of them particularly. Okay. The first one was this band. Every time I die, did you ever hear them? Every time I are they an emo band? That's certainly an emo name. I think they're from that era. Yeah. Yeah. That like certainly sounds emo. Early two thousands. Okay. So I, I I don't care. I mean, I don't have anything for them against them. I don't have really much feeling about it. I'm sure I wouldn't really necessarily like them. I'm going to look about for a second. Hold on one second. Every time I die. It was the singer and one of the other guys in the band were brothers. Which oh, I they're very makes... serious chaps. They've all got beards, so you know that they yes, must be very yes. serious, right? Black t-shirts. Oh, hold on a second. Hold on. Hold a second. Hold on. Every time I die is currently a one-piece metalcore math metal act. What the fuck does wow. that mean? Just that description makes you want to go and buy other records, doesn't it? Math metal? Listen, Good God. I'm trying to have some fun here. Keep sorry, man. Go on. Keep, I'm sorry. Keep, keep going. Yep. Anyway. <laughs> the, um, they broke up. And, and it was amazing to me how many people in my... Not necessarily in my little world, but like on the punk sites and stuff. Like this is such a big deal. I'm like, are they even a? I mean, were they even a punk band? But apparently, a lot of people who consider themselves punks for whatever reason love that band. I mean, I think they should probably seriously consider where they stand. But, uh, but yeah, so they broke up. But the other band that broke up, which was another one that everybody's screaming about, that I'm I'm just pretty indifferent to, even though I'm a little, I like this band a little bit more, was the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. The funny thing about that was I thought they broke up like 10 years ago. <laughs> you know, you know the funny thing about Mighty Mighty Boss Tones? I listen to them sometimes and go, and go, this band would be good if they didn't have the horns. Yeah. Because I don't mind his voice. He's got that big, like, uh, Buster Point extra kind of voice. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I can't, I can't get into the horns, of course. Now, and, and they, the band hasn't really put out any kind of a statement other than the fact that they split up. But the rumor going around in, in the punk rumor mill, which there is a punk rumor mill, is that the band broke up because the singer, Dickie Barrett, is an anti-vaxxer. Huh. And I'm sitting there going to myself, now you and I are from, are, are from I mean, I gotta say, I assume those guys are probably between your age and my age. Yeah, they're probably 50, right? Touching 50, 55. Yeah, yeah. So, early, yeah. early 50s, yep. yeah, I would guess. Um, Are, are you insane? <laughs> I mean... This is some you. They cannot overcome this as a band if that. Once again, it's speculating, right? Because we don't know why they split up. Maybe the bass player is banging the drummer's wife. I have no idea. But I mean, can you imagine this being the ideological issue that breaks up a band of more than thirty years? No, I. I mean, what's not. going on? Yes. Well, maybe they I suddenly mean, maybe they suddenly realized uh, listened to some of their old records and realized how shit they were. Maybe that's I mean, what it was. Maybe. <laughs> But, you know, they were, you know, they, you talk about that third wave of ska. The fact of the matter is they might have been, like, the most successful band from that era. They had a, a they had a really big radio hit, and I think they had a couple songs on the radio. The, remember the song, The Impression That I Get? Yeah, and they were in movies and stuff. I can remember them being good in song. movies. I mean, it was a good song. Like I said, you're the stupid horns. But, um, but, I mean, I just, I can't imagine... I mean, you know, we were we were talking about this. I, I you know, I was talking about this with, with Scott. You know, about I, I admit the majority of people I hang out with have the have a similar kind of worldview. But we argue politics. Scott and I argue politics all the time, man. We've been mates for forty years. I can't imagine why we're gonna let we're gonna end a friendship over this vaccine. Right. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I just, I just can't, I can't get it, Neil. I, I just, I'm, I'm losing my mind over it. Like, I don't, what's, what's going on in 2022? Like, go to be like Australia, where if you get COVID, they send you to a freaking concentration camp. Or maybe Neil Young told the other guys in the band to, <laughs> to get Nicky, Nicky Barrett out. I guess. <laughs> it's just the thing that scares me is, you know, I've, I've talked many times before about how I, I don't think anybody should join one of the two teams that are political parties. They don't care about you. Oh, fuck it's no. stupid, and you have to be intellectually dishonest to do it, you know? This, Dude, uh, this next presidential election is going to be such a fucking clusterfuck, because obviously oh. Trump is going to run again, and oh, Biden should... is running himself into the fucking ground. His, his, his popularity couldn't be worse. Um, everything he touches turns to fucking dust. Um, and it's just, but it's, we're going to have, this is going to be the choice we're going to have again. We're going to have a choice. But what are we going to get? No, here's what we're, here's, you know who the, the, the Democrats are, are pumping up again? Who's that? Hillary Clinton. <laughs> well, they have to, cause there's nobody else. Well, but here's the thing, you know, I mean, here's four people. Let me, let me give you a list of four people I won't vote for. They're all in their seventies. And yes, that does have a lot to do with it. I will not vote for Joe Biden. I will not vote for Donald Trump. I will not vote for Hillary Clinton. And let's go ahead and throw Bernie Sanders on that list too. Even if you like what Bernie stands for, there has to be a younger gun carrying that torch. Yeah, how about uh, what's her face, the uh, the horrible vice president that we have right now? I mean, what, where is she? Exactly. Does she live in the basement. Exactly. Everything she says, she, she, she doesn't Michigan's say much, go- but whatever she says is complete, not a nonsense. <laughs> she's with Michigan's governor, hiding yeah. in the basement somewhere. Yes, yes. yes. Maybe we'll vote for. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, we've got the fucking Mer Beetlejuice in Chicago. So well, that just being awesome. said, I don't see any bright stars coming up that are going to make things better for either party, particularly. Yep. You know what I mean? I don't. I just. I don't have anybody. And you know, maybe that'll happen. You know, the fact of the matter is, like, and, and I'm not not even saying I was an Obama fan because I wasn't, but you know, he kind of came from out of nowhere. So it is possible that somebody will kind of come from out of nowhere. And, well, but, well, I mean, why do we keep beating these same old drums? We deserve better than this. Or or we don't. You know, what's the old the old cliche, right? You get the government you deserve. Well, we obviously have been very bad this year or decade or generation or whatever. So here's the problem and here's what we need. We need someone that's going to unify. But instead, we get people – instead, we get people at the far e- at the far edges – like on the you know on the on the Republican side we got Trump obviously on the far yes. right side and then on the Democrats we got people on the far left side like what's her name uh, Cortez whatever the hell her name is ALC or whatever oh oh yeah, 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 yeah 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 so yeah she's got her support because the far left are always going to support her but yeah. nobody is going to want her in charge the same way so so many people well the problem is so many people don't vote that one of those people on the far edges will get into power probably. And so what we need is someone who can bring people together instead of separating everybody. But well, but the parties are And so that might be me, Tom. That too. might be me. But the parties are so <laughs> self-destructive too, Neil. Look at the, yeah. I mean this this look at this poor senator from West Virginia who's a democrat but represents a pretty conservative state. And actually votes the way that people in his state would vote, and the Democrats are about ready to run him out of and he run actually, him out of town. And he actually talks common sense, which is well, and then, well, yeah. I mean, he's looking out for his say. state's best interest, not yep. his party, right? And then you got other people, you know, same thing. Like the people who won't swear loyalty to Trump, they're trying to run him out. I'm like, they're fighting within themselves, and that's why you know, whenever even one party takes over, they still can't get anything done because then they just fight among themselves, right? You know, right now you got the you got the old school Democrats fighting with the you know the AOCs and all these people. It's just it's, 
I, I, we just we need to ban political parties. That's 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 my only solution. And just vote for people based on merit and, and where they stand. The, on. We need the punctual I die political party. I guess. Yep. What what was the one that uh, I I always wanted to vote for Hunter S. Thompson. Of course, he was in uh, the Freak Power. Was that the what was his party? I can't remember. I don't know. You know, there was a time where I would have voted for Jell Biafra when he ran for mayor of San Francisco, but now he's pretty much just uh, just a pitiful he's liberal. A shill, he's a shill as well. Yeah. yeah, he's just a complete shill. I'm going to play a song. You better. We're going to get ourselves in trouble here. We're alienating half our audience. Yeah, you can. Well, you can. And then you can. You can be digging up your your next topic to get me angry about. Um. So my next. So rats... anyway, how many hours did you cry when you heard the Money Money Bustones were breaking up? Uh, I would say it didn't affect my life in one way. Like I said, I thought they broke up ten years ago. To be honest, once once COVID's passed, maybe they can mend their fences. In like eight years, they'll be headlining riot fest for like sixty thousand people or something. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Because exactly. this band, I mean, it's it's always hard to tell when a band breaks up if they really were that important. It's like it's like when Betty White died. I got nothing against Betty White, but you'd think she was everybody's grandma right. on like social media, right? Right. I'm like, it can't affect your life that much that Betty White died. You just can't. We have real human suffering in our lives. Yes. A 99-year-old woman dying can't, you know, so you never know with bands, too. Once again, not to throw any shade on Betty White. She seemed fine. She was fun. But, you know, when a band breaks up, oh, they were the most important band ever. Meanwhile, yet most of these people hadn't listened to them for 10 years or, or whatever. So it's always hard to tell. But anyway. I'm actually amazed you brought them up again. Um <laughs> So my next Bratz band is going to be... Okay, Tom, you ever heard of the Hollywood Bratz? I've heard of them, but I don't know them. Do you know... Okay, you don't know anything about them. So the Hollywood Bratz were a band in England in the early 70s, and they actually became... Of course, the punk... of course they're from England in the early 70s. Why wouldn't the Hollywood Bratz <laughs> be from England? Well, that's, well, remember that name, though, because it's kind of ironic. So the Hollywood Bratz, yeah, in England, early 70s. Um, you know, Mott the Hoople, all that kind of stuff. But they, in punk days, they all, uh, they at least two two members of the band, cut their hair and became a punk band. And they became the band The Boys, who you, you might have heard of. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know The Boys. So, they're yeah. Pro- they're probably going to be at uh, Rebellion. I'm sure they will be at Rebellion, <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, uh, and this is actually a Hollywood Bratz song that The Boys went on to record later on on their first album. So this is the Hollywood Bratz with the song Sick on You. <laughs>
Okay, Hollywood Brats there with Sick on You. Why, why is that ironic, Neil? Are the Liverpool Brats from uh, Hollywood up next? You will see in uh, at my next song break, you will see why that's kind of ironic. So you'll have to wait. Wait with bated breath, Tom. I know you will be. So we were talking about Every Time I Die, which neither of us, I couldn't name a single song by. I, I think maybe like 15 years ago when I was driving truck, I had a manager at a place that I was delivering to like burn me one of their CDs, but I can't remember. My good friend. I ha- I'm looking it up on Discogs, and this has the profile. Do they have an album called Hot Damn? They do. That was their second album from 2003. Okay, somebody burned that for me a long time ago. I remember listening to it going, eh, that's so, my thing. They must have written this profile on Discogs themselves because it's the most self-aggrandizing and just annoying thing ever. think they thing were led, basically Led Zeppelin or something? Yeah, like listen to this. Listen to this. Uh, the sound contains elements of metal, hardcore, math rock, noisecore, and rock and roll. Notabilities of the band are their complex songs, ne- nearly never having a verse-chorus structure, and poetic lyrics. Wow. It's probably written by one of the 15-year-old girls they were trying to romance. Yeah. So, you know, I like to have a band that has verse-chorus structure. I like a song that has structure. Sorry. I don't like one that just... Well, means... I mean, I think it's okay once in a while to do something different. But, yeah, I mean, there's if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Complex. Yeah, like a complex song. That's always a, that's always a good thing, yeah. I think uh, I think Jethro Tull were doing that in the fucking 70s. That's yeah. Great. yeah. Well done. Well, yeah. it's, yes, it, perhaps. It's funny because... There was a new festival announced in Las Vegas, Neil, and you mm. saw that, right? It was called When We Were Young Fest. And first of all, I have to say that we're way too old to be that young or something like that because none of these bands are on our radar at all, I wouldn't think. Well, a couple of them are, but... Um, really? really? Which ones? My Chemical Romance? Yeah. I mean, they're on my radar. I mean... I, because I, your daughter listened to them, not because... Right? I, I mean, I enjoy you... I enjoy listening to them. I enjoy listening to My Chemical Romance. The Black Parade's a great album. Reminds um, you of being a kid listening to Queen or something, huh? Exactly. <laughs> they are very they are very Queen sounding. Yeah. Because if but, they did a When We Were Young fest, most of the bands would be dead. Or they do. Like, it's Rebellion. <laughs> rebellion yeah. and Black. Well, the funny thing is, the Jam have a, have a had a single called When We Were Young, so that's what I was thinking. It was all Jam uh, influenced mod bands. That would have been pretty cool. But I don't see see, and this is one of the weird things about the punk scene. I don't get I don't get the hatred for this thing because um, let the people that enjoy that music go see it. I don't, That's so I don't... funny coming from you because you usually hate on everything you don't like because I actually feel the same way. This oh. sounds I mean go have fun but once again I'm shocked by people who I consider like in the punk world that are so excited about this. Well, well, the, the royal it goes two ways. They're it's got to be a three hundred dollar festival to watch a bunch of. Uh, I don't know. Like I said, it's not for me, but well, they're either know. so excited about it or they are despising it and making fun of it and like adding like fake bands to the bill and stuff like that. Which I don't get the hatred because it's like I, I might not like any of those bands. I won't go, but I'm not going to stop anybody else from going if they want to see that. It wouldn't. I don't know. It just seems weird. The uh, the hatred. Um, Anyway, and one of my favorite bands is actually playing it. Thought the Horror Pops are playing it, one of the Psychobilly bands. So, see, there was a couple of oddball bands on there. I thought, like, well, I don't, well, like, there's a couple bands worth seeing. I mean, like, I never disliked uh, Alkaline Trio. I never disliked, uh, you know, I I would probably see AFI just out of curiosity. Oh I'd yeah, I I go that sure. Yeah, I go see AFI. But. Uh, it's it's definitely not for us though. It's not for our generation. I'm I'm just it's once again, 
it's it's punk adjacent at best, and I just see people losing their mind over this thing. But I agree, it's to each his own. Do, do what you do, what you enjoy. What I'm concerned about is that it might fuck up punk rock bowling if they decide to push punk. Ro- well, they are going to push punk rock bowling back to like September, October again. I'd well, imagine, I don't know so. what we don't know what they're doing with punk rock bowling. That's the problem. I mean, they haven't announced anything. They yeah. postponed it, which, like I said, it works for me because I wasn't going to be able to go in May anyway. But like, I, I don't know that I'll be. I don't know. I don't know. We'll I mean, see. well, I'm not okay. So, talking about festivals, um, I had talked about going to that festival um, in England, the Futurama Festival in Liverpool in April. Yeah. And see, this is going to get me angry plug. again, Tom. What are you doing? You get me angry again. So, the day, the very day, it's ironic. The very day that Boris Johnson, Prime Minister of England, UK, I should say. He announced that he was pulling, he was ending all the mask uh, rules and stuff like that. Cause everything, the right? Numbers I mean, were so far down. Everything. Everything's wide open again. Everything, the numbers were low. He's realized that Omicron wasn't that big of a deal and all the number, you know, all that stuff. The numbers, the day he did that, that's the day they canceled the Futurama Festival. So I got into numerous arguments with people on Facebook about this, like I always do. But it's well, like, it's funny. I remember I saw one of them on on our old man punk group where you're like, "Did they say why?" Yeah. And somebody's like, "COVID." I mean, it's like, I mean, just like like you're an idiot, like you'd yeah. never heard of COVID or something. Yeah, and it's like, well, maybe I've been paying attention, but it's you know, it's kind of it's kind of dying on the vine. So it's uh, you know. Well, it is funny too watching people who were the, not all of them. Some of them are doubling down on what they did before but some of the people that were strictest about it before i see them trying to reposition themselves i'm sure it's not because election season in 2022 right <laughs> yeah right exactly exactly which i think is why boris johnson is doing it because he needs he needs some kind of positive uh thing well he he's he seems like he's kind of his own worst enemy but yes. once again i don't get worked up about the indignity of people about some of this stuff it's like whatever yep exactly i don't care exactly um, I mean, he's is was he going to run again anyway? Um, he, I'm sure he will if he doesn't get kicked out this time. I'm sure he will. Um, I mean, he's the uh, he's like widely considered like the Trump of England, which is which is actually in, incredibly insulting because Boris has had a lifetime in politics. It was you know he is was, he yeah I, I don't yeah. I don't know anything about well, him. He's, well educated, smart guy. You know all all the above. He was he he certainly isn't Trump by any means. But anyways. Um, it doesn't matter. Those political opponents just just hate him so much, and and I think, you know, I think that people forget, you know, that that the Republicans had the same hatred for Clinton and Obama that most people did for Trump, and even though it might have been a little more vitriolic against Trump, but that's just the way it is, man. Well, everybody now I see all these liberals going, oh man, for the if only we had the days of you know somebody sensible like George W. Bush. I'm like, yeah, but you screened about how much you hated him when he was president too, you know? Yeah, that's Let's true. Let's be honest with ourselves at least. And it is it is funny in both countries how you know Labour Party used to be the working class party, conservatives used to be for the ruling class party, you know, for the rich, etc. You know, and in the states too, Democrats used to be the working class, and Republicans were the you know upper class or whatever. And now it's pretty much flipped. Well, it's somewhat, but well, no, but, the it, but is you know what parties... you know what I mean though, because like the 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 rich like AOC and stuff, you couldn't be more out of touch with what working class people. Well, want. and but the fact of the matter is, both parties are owned by corporations, so it really doesn't. It's the same. <laughs> It's like one party. They yeah, just I mean, argue about the yeah, little stuff. Yeah. 
Well, you know, there's that, you know. <laughs> anyway, let me let me get back to the So yeah, so the Futurama Festival was canceled. So um who who knows when that's going to be? Who knows why they fucking canceled it? And who knows if it's ever going to be because that's the second or third time they've canceled it. Was and, that has that ever actually happened? Oh, Futurama used to be a big thing in the 80s. Oh, so this okay, was a okay. really big deal that they were going to do it again. It was all post-punk bands like after punk, Futurama was going to be like Joy Division. I think played the first one. Like Echo and the Bunny Men played the first one. Um, mm. How so, come Joy Division doesn't play anymore? Yeah, yeah. Never yeah. see them around. Never see them around. Um, <laughs> Too well, soon. Too Pete, soon. Peter Hook does his thing, though, right? He plays Joy Division yeah. things. He's coming over in November again. Um, but anyway, who knows if that's going to get rescheduled? I kind of hope it doesn't now because it's it's kind of stupid. Um, Rebellion. Rebellion books is booking like every day. We see new bands playing Rebellion this year. Playing Rebellion this year. I would, and they already had a crazy huge lineup. I would bet. I mean, it's like every band. I would bet in the next three weeks, Rebellion gets canceled again. Ugh. I've just got a feel. I've just got a feeling that they are gonna cancel the whole fucking thing again, and it's all gonna you fall know, apart. I, I I think it's maybe not as much the fear of the COVID stuff as much as the uncertainty. Yeah. And they can't, I mean, and they can't you know, get insurance and stuff. I, laying you know. out tens of hundreds of thousands of dollars just to have the rug pulled out from underneath you. Right. Well, probably more than I don't, that, I don't right? know. I, I can't – like the like punk rock bowling worked for last year. I, I, I would be sad if they – even if I don't go, I'd be sad if they couldn't figure out a way to get it together. But um, I don't know. It's so hard. The problem is, Neil, you know, I want to give people the benefit of the doubt and assume that they really care about people. And that they're doing things for the right reasons, but I, I'm not so sure. But sometimes, you know, it's hard oh, to tell who's. I don't care about you. Fuck you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, I, I, but I certainly hope. Yeah, if punk rock bowling is held this year, I certainly intend to go. But like we were just saying, I hope that um, when we were young, festival doesn't fuck things up because of. That. Well, I don't think they would have had any of the same bands or anything. Certainly. Well, and you know, my chemical romance is supposed to play Riot Fest in Chicago, so. Yep. What is the – there was another one in Southern California, and I can't remember the name of it, but it was another insanely big festival. It was like Morrissey and the church. And oh, just... yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Morrissey was headlining, yeah, which was kind of amazed me. But that was a huge festival too. I don't remember where it was. Yeah, somewhere in Southern California. Yep. Yeah, it was. It had a, Yeah, it was like three days, and there was some really, really good bands on there. They did. I mean they had all like the – American, like, uh, of course, Morris is not American, but a lot of, like, the American... Well, he, is now. he lives in L.A. He's lived in L.A. for 20 years. Has he? Okay. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, they had the church, who are Australian, of course, great Australian band. I can't remember who else they had, but it was a lot of things that... Psychedelic furs, maybe? I mean, a lot yeah. of things that caught my eye. Yeah. It's like, yeah. boy, that looked really good. Yeah. And you, it'd be a whole lot cheaper than going to England. Eh, maybe not, actually. Going to SoCal might not be that much cheaper than going to England. <laughs> actually, dude, I, I was looking, because um, I would... Like I told you, I was going to go to that uh, Futurama Fest. So I started looking for tickets um, a couple weeks ago. And so how much do you think it would, would have been for me to fly um, Aer Lingus from Chicago to Manchester? Stops in Dublin, but, you know, it's... Uh, what? It, how much do you think? I mean, it's got... I, I remember you saying it was pretty cheap, but it's got to be 1000 bucks, right? $629 round trip. Nice. Yep. So I was I wasn't gonna yeah it probably cost you five hundred to fly to L A yeah, exactly that that's my point so I wasn't gonna book it but I was getting pretty close I was getting pretty close to booking that and then they uh, they canceled the Futurama festival so um, that didn't happen but you can get to Europe really cheaply right now so well 
I've already despaired the fact that I don't think, I just don't think we're going to be able to do it because we talked about it with some of our other friends, our older English friends and some other friends we got over there about trying to. I was your rebellion. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, I don't see it happening. But, yeah. I mean, never say never. It's not, it's not dead, but I don't, I don't see it happening. Dude, Blackpool is such a shithole. <laughs> it's, 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 well, but it's a fun shithole, you know? It's funny. I've been watching this show with my wife called Stay Close, which is this British show. It's on Netflix currently. And uh, it's got some semi-recognizable old English actors in it, but it's set in Liverpool. Oh, I'm gonna have to watch that. Um, and it's it's around this club called Vipers that's kind of out in the woods, and it's it's yeah, it'd be interesting because I didn't realize there's no so woods Liverpool, in Liverpool. <laughs> what's that? There's no woods in Liverpool. Well, you have to watch it. You, you said you have to check it out, all right. and tell me if it's ridiculous or not. It wasn't amazing, but it was all right. But the uh, but you know they have like roller coasters on the beach and stuff there too, right? And uh, no, no, or not sir. roller coasters like Ferris wheels and stuff. No, sir, they do not. Well, they do in the show. <laughs> Are you sure it's Liverpool and not Blackpool? I'm pretty sure it's Liverpool. Well, that's what I thought when I first saw it was Blackpool because it seemed sort of depressing. <laughs> yeah, there's no nothing like that in Liverpool, I'm afraid. Um, yeah, there's no beach in Liverpool really. So, yeah, I'm gonna have to watch this. What's it called? I mean, Stay it's close? on the ocean. It's on the sea. It's on the seafront, but it's docks, man. It's docks. I mean, that was the that was one of the corners. Of, that was one of the th- corners of the slave triangle. Was the Liverpool oh, docks? There you go. <laughs> That's where they shipped all the slaves to the U.S. We're against that, by the way, folks. We were opposed <laughs> yes. to that. Yes, I'm just saying that there was no beaches. Let, there was no wonder. happy beach life, and <laughs> as they were doing that. Um, yeah, stay close. Huh? I'm gonna have to look. I'm gonna have to look out for that. Give it a watch. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, so, do you want to play a song, my friend? You've got a sure. Well, what was I playing again? Well, so because you put in that fear song, I don't know what uh, you had slobs, dwarves, authorities. Which one do you want to do next and which one do you want to cut out? Let's do the dwarf song and okay. then we can talk about that tour because the queers yes. are doing a bunch of touring. Definitely. Yep. So, all right. So this is the dwarves. Everybody's girl. Great song.
from our young and good looking yes and i did not okay. know that much about the dwarves when i saw them at punk rock bowling as weird as that sounds but they were my favorite band the punk rock bowling and i've listened to them a lot since and that is probably my favorite dwarves song off my favorite dwarves album so nice one so it's funny so so the queers are celebrating their 40th anniversary in 2022 2022 which is sort of strange because i mean i know they started like that time out in new hampshire but they really didn't the current version really didn't get together until like late 80s or the joe the joe queer fronted version he played guitar on the original version but they had a different singer and the whole band was different hmm. and sounded different it was definitely more of a punk band they really hadn't worked in those beach boys elements and stuff like that but they're doing a bunch of touring on their 40th anniversary, and they're doing a bunch of shows with the Dwarves. That's right. Yeah. And they're doing a bunch of shows with Teenage Bottle Rock. But Dude. those, I don't think, are coming. I think that's out west or somewhere geographic. Maybe it's east. It's geographically not coming through our area. Right. Yeah. And I think Susie Moon is playing on some of those uh, Teenage Bottle Rock. Yeah. yeah so. so. Well, I know she's doing some of the Teenage Bottle Rocket shows. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Which Teenage uh, Bottle Rocket, man, they are on the road constantly. It's amazing. Well, that's how they make their money. I mean, it's how they, if you're going to make a living at that level, I think you have to be on the road. Yeah. It must be exhausting, though, don't you think? Jesus. Yeah. Well, I would think. Especially yeah. if you're playing in, like... Uh, southern illinois <laughs> and they have like young kids and stuff it's just it's just crazy yeah um good for them though man yeah no i, I mean it's nice that somebody's able to do that you know because there there has been bands like that over the years you were talking about how you saw them like three times in the last six yep. months boy that used to be fairly common bands that toured hard you know you'd see them every year or whatever but that just you don't see that much anymore nobody tours like that them and the coffin cats are the two bands i see on the road the most yep yeah. The Coffin Cats still tour like maniacs. They're another band, though. I mean, I'm sure they'd make their living on the road. They don't make their living selling records. Right. Um, but I'm I'm definitely would be excited. And I, I bet you before the year's over, I bet you queers do West Coast with the Dickies. I would bet my pinky on it. Well, supposedly um, the Dickies are supposed to be calling it a day, I believe, right? I think that's what i read i remember i mean they're probably that. five years too late but you know uh they're now they're still pretty good live i would i would still go see i'd love to see them one more time actually oh when i, yeah, I haven't I, seen them i saw a live i haven't seen them for like 20 years i saw a live more performance than. from them recently on on youtube and it was fantastic it was really fantastic i think it's been 20 i bet you it's been 25 years since i've seen them wow um, um yeah, I, th I think I think Leonard is writing an autobiography, and then he's supposed to call it quits after that. Because I don't think I think he's suffering in ill. I think he's in ill ill ill, Ill health, I believe. Ah. So yeah. And of course, we only got two of the five original guys are only left. Yeah. But... 
Yeah. Stan Lee and Leonard. And, uh, and Leonard Graves. Graves. Yeah. Leonard. Yeah. Yeah, with his but, penis. But so it's puppet. unfortunate. So they're doing, they're playing Reggie's in Chicago. They're playing, that okay, show. so yeah, so the Reggie show is Queers, Dwarves, and was it, who's the third band, you know? Um, I don't have it in front of me at the moment, so I'm not actually sure. Was there, I think there's a third band touring with them, isn't there? Yeah, I think so. I can't remember who it is. But anyway, yeah, they're playing Reggie's for sure. When, when is that? Is that in May or something like that? It's in July. Okay. Which, unfortunately, I got to tell you, that's my week to work. I had to work for the July this year. Um, so I am not. Oh, the Jasons. Make... The Jasons. That's who's the playing Jasons. Yeah, yep. that's a killer lineup. Yep. So I am definitely not going to make the Chicago show. I think my best chance, if I make it to one, and I don't know that I will, is going to be going to Pittsburgh. Hmm. Pittsburgh. Which... Holy shit. Which I must say, the cheats are opening that show, so that'd be cool. Oh, nice! So yeah, but so the fact yeah. of the matter is, I don't know that I can make it work at all because I think that's the same weekend where I might be up in Green Bay. So anyway, doing, we'll see what happens. Doing what in Green Bay? Uh the Boar's thirtieth anniversary show. Okay, well, if if it makes any difference, that queer show on July second, queers, yep. dwarves, and they're playing um, young and good looking front to back. Yep, I think they're doing that the whole tour. And the Jasons. So that seems like it's uh that's gonna be a pretty good show, I think. Um Yeah, and then of course we have uh Ravages and Susie Moon. Uh yep. and, and to, uh that's in that's in what, May or April? 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 That's April twenty fourth, and they're playing with uh with our new good friends, Poison Boys. Yeah, that'll be cool. Yep, I will probably be, try to come, be a good show. come up or down for that. What yep. I think that's a Sunday, right? Uh Yes, it is a Sunday. Oh, that's see now that's another one. They're playing indie Saturday. I might go to indie on Saturday. We'll see. Where are they playing indie? Are they playing that? Uh... They're playing the Melody Inn. Oh, Very they are intimate, intimate little place. Yes. Now, are they playing Wisconsin? Are they playing like uh, Thingies? Uh, well, X-ray Arcade. I don't know. X-ray Arcade. I don't know. Hmm. I do not know, but it's starting to shape up. I'm definitely excited to start kind of putting the pieces together. I don't want to do. You know, I'm. I'm we're never going to do like we did in 2020. Where we sat down with our microphones and our calendars and just started bragging about all the shows we were going to, because I do believe we had some sort of supernatural punishment for that. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, COVID was our fault, not the fucking and, Wuhan and lab. All our shows got not canceled, the Wuhan lab, but, but it was our fault. But I am looking forward to yeah, putting some pieces together and kind of figuring out, because I'm I'm basically sitting on my butt for January and February, and I'm excited to get out. We also have a really nice event shaping up for March that I hope some of you can come and join us at. Um, I'm getting pretty excited about that. Actually. I think that's going to be fun. We're not quite ready to announce it yet, but yeah, we've got, maybe, maybe yes. by the time you hear this, we will be, I'm not going to announce any bands, but it's going to be us doing a live show and like three or four bands that I think everybody will like to a see. A really, a really killer, like strong punk till I die tie in event. Yep. yep. That's going to be really so, cool. So you might yeah, want to make your I, way I, like to Logansport, Indiana, in the middle of March. I think that might be a good plan. Yeah. yeah well, like I said, by the time they hear this, hopefully it'll already be out there. I wasn't going to give any specifics at all, Neil. But well, I didn't really give any specifics. Well, so, I mean, anybody who listens to us regularly can put the piece, put the two and two together. Um. So you're going right. to be coming to Chicago in March with Flatfoot Fifty Six and the Huntingtons. Well, the, and the, that event's going to be the next night, so then we'll head down to Indiana. Oh shit! So it is. Yeah, we'll make it a busy weekend. 
But I am still planning on it. That is going to be a busy weekend. Um, and then we got the Susie Moon Show in uh, April. And, oh, and also yep. in March, we got the Circle Jerk. I said we weren't going to do this, Neil. I said we weren't going to do oh, this. Yeah, okay. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. We yeah. hope to see many of you out and about at some point this year. But we're not. I, I, I'm not superstitious, but I, I don't. Uh, oh, I don't know. You know what? Let's change the subject a second. So, and we should have talked about this at the very beginning of the show. Okay. We have changed up our intro music. Yes. Um, do we want to get into why we have changed up our intro I music? Or am, just that I've, we decided it was time for a change. Well, I mean, you know, the the thing is, you know, so, so of course, our friend Ryan, I can't remember where Ryan's from. His his group with the mailmen sent us the theme song, so we've been using that at the end, which we love. Yep. And our, I actually put out a little call song. to Facebook, and I'll yep. put out a call here. If you're in a band and you feel like now, don't obviously spend a lot of time and money on this thing. This isn't going to be your big break. But if you feel like writing up a, a punk tie die theme song and sending it to us, we will almost certainly play it at yep. least once. Yep. And we would love to have a couple of different ones to incorporate in. And listen, even if we don't use it or we think it sucks, at least you have a song with a cool title. Yep. Exactly. Exactly right. So, 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 so yeah, we've been using, and I, I, I have mixed feelings about this deal because I do feel like, and I very rarely listen to an episode. I very, very rarely listen to an episode of Punk Till I Die. If the only time I really listen to it is if I'm fearful that, like, we're gonna it wasn't get sued. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that too. But the fact of the matter is, I think that you know that that uh, Sonic Reducer intro is very powerful. Agreed. And I think it's really, Agreed. really good. And even though we don't hear it while we're recording, it's it's all you know put in later. It kind of pumps me up when I listen to an episode. Right. But that being said, so something interesting happened that made us do a double take on this. Do you want to, do you want to talk about it or no? Uh, sure. A little bit. Sure. Um, okay. So, yeah. Because you might just be totally paranoid, but but whatever. And the, I mean, the, the way the whole thing worked was when we and Tom talked about putting this podcast together, we had no idea that it was going to, A, really take off. And B that we'd be doing it as long as we are. So did it really take off? We were like, well, you know, in, the, in, in our small, <laughs> in our small little world, right? Thanks everybody. In our little pond, yeah. Um, so you know, one of my actually probably my favorite punk band of all time, and one of your favorites is the Dead Boys, and yep. the best song is Sonic Reducer. I mean, it's just completely classic punk that rock song. That intro is so great. And so it just to me, it was just like, well, this is the, obviously going to be our intro, just cut out 25 seconds of it and that's an amazing intro to a thing not thinking anything of it and here we are 150 odd episodes later and it's been on every, pretty pretty much on every episode since and um we haven't thought about uh copyright we really haven't thought about any of that stuff and um in fact i kind of forget i just copy and paste that intro into every episode without even thinking about it you know and um all of a sudden um, someone started following us on Instagram, which made me a little leery just out of the blue. Um, Cheetah Chrome, who obviously wrote that song, started following <laughs> us on Instagram. And my, you know, spidey sense started tingling, and I was like, oh, shit. Why would a legend like that start following, you know, our dumb podcast? So I was like, yeah. It's guess... a, listen, we're all, we're all legends here, Neil. It's fine. <laughs> No, but he is a legend. He is a legend, and it's yeah. his, and it's his fucking song. And uh, we've been borrowing it, you know, uh, for well at least a, a few. We don't have any lyrics. Um, we borrowed like yeah. twenty five seconds of it, um, and we're happy to say the Dead Boys are our favorite band. And I've bought everything they've ever done, and uh, and all that stuff. But anyway, 
um, we just thought that maybe now would be a good time to uh, to, to make a change. So anyway, that's that's what we've well, done. Yeah. And send in send yeah send in your um if you have any 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 good songs for for an intro. Um, we'll normally only it's like thirty seconds we play of it or something like that. Um, so at the moment we are using uh, our good friends uh, the DUIs from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, we're, uh, their version of um, 77 Fallen Angels is what we're using right now. Which is by the Street Brats, right? Originally by the Street Brats, yeah. And this is a yeah. DUI's version of it, which is so excellent. So we, we, have, we have their permission. Yes, we do. So we, we really appreciate them. You know, we've, we've got a relationship with those guys. They're awesome. Uh, we appreciate them letting us use it. So I don't know if it'll be permanent or not but yeah so shout out to milwaukee's duis yep yep and shout they're, out they're the they're i i you know i describe them this way and i think this is absolutely true they're the local band who you actually want to get there in time to see open for your favorite big band 100 percent. and actually they opened for the dead boys they told me so that was kind of interesting too yeah um, anyway, so yeah yeah so anyway thanks guys and actually you know i'm also a big shout out to the dead boys obviously because they're fucking brilliant yeah. so you know if, Chita, well, if, if, if if by any chance you're listening to this we love you and we didn't mean any offense so well, the other thing is, you know, I, I don't think we're in a position to be sued or anything just because, A, if you use less than 30 seconds, I think you could argue fair use. And the other thing is we um, we do have some licensing. We're still officially under the Punk News umbrella, so we do have some licensing through that. So I don't know, Neil. Hopefully they don't take us for all we're worth. Hopefully they don't come to my house and take all my flexies and CDs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there you go. Don't take that ceiling fan that you haven't hung yet. <laughs> Dude, that's the only project I have left. I got that microwave in. I'm really getting some stuff done around here. Really setting the world on fire. Cheetah will come and he'll come and leave your house with a fucking with, with ceiling fan under one arm on, and some, and some flexies under the other. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So anyway, so that's why. We anyway, ch- yeah, man. It, listen, if you want to come out and yell at us, we'll let you. Yeah, actually, I might, I might put that out there because, man, what a good interview that would be, huh? Some of the stories that fucking guy has. Yeah, maybe. That would tell, be, uh... tell stories about beating up guys who try to steal his music. <laughs> guys like sixty five years old just pound you. <laughs> yeah, he looks he looks kind of an angry guy. That's that's the word we get. So anyway, Thomas, what have, what else have you got on your things? Uh, your list of <laughs> list of things to make me angry. You, <laughs> why don't you play another song? It's okay. Your turn, right? Um. All right. So, last song I played was Hollywood Brats from England, and I said, "Oh, that's kind of ironic, isn't it?" Because. Um, so, Poison Boys. Do you remember the Poison Boys episode? Do you remember what Matt said one of his biggest influence was, influences was? I'm... Well, you already played the Berlin Brats. You mentioned them, right? No, we haven't played the Berlin Brats. That's about what I'm about to play. Oh, I thought you I thought you already mentioned them. Uh, in no. that case, uh, no, I don't remember, Neil. There you go, Tom. Uh, no, I played the Street Brats and Hollywood Brats so far. So, the Hollywood Brats were from England, and the Berlin Brats are from Hollywood. <laughs> Excellent. So, there you go. So, they were mid-70s. Uh, from Hollywood, and uh, some people say they were like California's version of the Dead Boys. So um, anyway, I am going to play a Berlin Brat song because most of you have probably never heard the Berlin Brats, but I think you will like them. So this is the Berlin Brats from like I think '75 or '76 with a song called "Psychotic." <laughs>
you go. Berlin Bretts, mid-70s, with a song called Psychotic there. I think that was one of their only singles. Uh, they were a short-lived band. They didn't really release a real album. I think they were one of those kind of bands that broke up, and then there was a compilation album of, like, demos and lust tracks and shit. But um, one single, Psychotic. So uh, that was what we just listened to. So, yeah. Hollywood Bratz from England, Berlin Bratz from Hollywood. So there you go with that one. So what else guess, you got for me, Tom? Can I, what, guess what, can I guess what your last song is going to be? Uh, maybe, but probably not. Oh, okay. It's not going to be the Trash Brats, is it? It is not, but uh, that's one of the Trash Brats, one of the Brats uh, bands, along with the Neighborhood Brats. Um, but we I just got a great... I have a couple of the uh, Trash Brats full-length albums. I think I have the, their last two full-length albums. I do. I have Out of the Closet from 96 and American Disaster from 2001. But I just got a great single from 1999 called Must Be the Cocaine, and it had a great uh, B-side of... It had a Dead Boy song. Oh, what's, I think what it was, was Third it? Generation Nation. The B-side was... Where, why can't I find it? Why can't I find the track? There's two freaking songs. I don't know, Thomas. Anyway, you're a confusing man. Anyways. But anyway, if that so, is um, true, oh, I might this have to. One, I might this have... one, the B side, the B side is Zero Boys, Civilizations Dying. Oh, Zero Boys. Okay, not Dead Boys. Gotcha. But I know there's a Dead Boy. I know that they have another single with the Dead Boy with a Dead Boys uh, cover. Right. I will. Look, I will look that up while you uh, while you yell at me about something else. What else are you? No, no. I think I. You know, I, I, like I said, I think I'm kind of worn myself down a little bit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I had to, I had a couple things to talk about. Yeah. Sure. Um, things that have annoyed me over the, over the past month that I haven't brought up. Okay, so I told you to watch something on um, Amazon. Was it Amazon Music or was it Netflix? Oh, yes, yes, yes. And I did. I did watch it. So what did you... So, okay, so for those that don't know, The Sex Pistols, um, late 77, actually it was Christmas 77, um, before they left for the States on the short-lived tour that was going to break up the band, they played their last gig, uh, last two gigs on English soil, at um, in Huddersfield, a town up in the north of England, a impoverished uh, northern town just outside of Leeds, called Huddersfield. And they were having like a mining strike or there something. There was a right miner strike, and the, so it was yeah. a benefit for the mine for the striking miners, and because all their gigs were getting canceled, so they yep. were trying to be creative in ways to find gigs. And so they they did okay. So they did they went to Huddersfield and they played two shows. They played a show for the kids for the miners' kids in the afternoon, <laughs> it's which bizarre. was bizarre, which is absolutely bizarre. And then they played a real. The kids show are just at bouncing night. around having the time of their lives. Yeah, it's crazy. So and it's funny. Everyone thinks of the Sex Pistols as this, you know. Uh, completely manufactured band or whatever, and you know, blah 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 blah. But um, this documentary was it on Amazon or Netflix, Tom? I forget. Do you I think it was on YouTube, Neil. Oh, I'm, on, I'm sorry, you are right. You are right. It was on YouTube. My bad. It was on YouTube. And it's uh, if you just look up Sex Pistols Huddersfield, um, it comes up. It's like an hour long, um, professionally done documentary. And it is uh, what well, I thought it was absolutely fascinating and absolutely excellent what did you think tom well the thing with this I, I would recommend you watch it because i don't think there's really an american equivalent of this so bbc is so strange you know it's so strange the idea of having a, a national network but it's got so much like generic christmas stock footage so much like stupid christmas crap so don't think you're gonna watch like a full sex pistol show because you're not it's a lot of weirdness and then a little bit of Sex Pistols. And then there's interviews with 
the three surviving from that era, not Glenn Madlock, but because uh, Sid Cook was and, playing bass with them at that, by that point. Yeah, yeah, because Sid was in the, was on that tour. Yes, and 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 they were, and it, I would uh, I think those interviews are probably from the nineties. Um, it looked that, looks, it looked early two thousands. Yeah, it looked that way. Yeah, by the looks of them. Yeah, and it was just so. It, it's a really interesting piece. Like I said, I don't know that there's an American equivalent for this because it's so genteel. You know, it's it's like. It's so English. It's just so English, Neil. Well, what, and like they show like little kids shopping in like English shopping malls and stuff. It's just it's it's like I said, a lot of stock footage, a lot of it's just it's very strange. I did enjoy it for the most part, and there was a little bit of live footage that was a lot of fun. And watching these like ten year old kids just bop around to the music, it was it was it, yeah, it's strange stuff, man. Oh, did you like when they were like? <laughs> <laughs> they were like putting Johnny Rotten's face into the cake. There's a, there was a big Christmas cake, and they were putting his yeah, face into it, like pouring shot on his were, head. And Johnny was having a ball. Johnny was having the time such of his nice life. Kids. Yeah, I mean, they you were know, just... I remember reading that one, reading about like the band, the band Penetration, right? They yep. were like an early like '78 English yep. punk band, yep. right? Female front. Yep. And I read about it, they, they were just such nice kids. They were just nice suburban kids, you know. Uh, well, and that's the thing. So you think of the Sex Pistols as being, you know, uh, worldwide sneer, uh, right? Worldwide the sneer. sneer, yeah, angry guys. But you know, they were they were ni- eighteen, nineteen, twenty years old. They were just out out of being kids themselves. So to watch them hanging out with these like ten, eleven, twelve year olds and just having a fucking time with their lives, and everyone's laughing, everyone's having a great time. Even Sid looks like he's having a good time. And uh, Sid actually looks like he's playing the bass, which is amazing. It's true. Yeah. It wasn't plugged in, but he was playing it. He was not available for the interview, apparently, in the late 90s. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why that was. Um, but, you know, it's funny, too, because the thought to me of, like, so at night, so they played, the like, a matinee show for the kids, and that night they played for, like, the striking minors. And I'm just yeah. like, these blue-collar, hardened, beer-drinking, blue-collar guys watching the Pistols, it's just bizarre. But, I, you know, at the end of the day, you forget how – like Chuck Berry rock and roll style, you know, the pistols are. Well, I was about to say, you forget as well, um, with all the shit that's been talked and stuff, how good those fucking songs are. After, yeah. you, after you hear some of those songs live, and it's like, oh my God, those songs are so good, even after, you know, 40 odd years or what, whatever it is. Um, they are so goddamn good. And uh, yeah. I just I just really enjoyed every second of it, because for me, just even that stuff you were talking about, you know, watching the kids shopping at Christmas and stuff and the, and the toys and they, they were giving away a free skateboard and this because that would have been the height of skateboarding in 77. Um, it all came right back to me. It made me actually very tearful because I remembered a lot of those mm. adverts. I remembered a lot of those shops and stuff they were showing, a lot of the things in the shops. It was very, um, yeah, it was. It made me tear up. But, you know, more than that, just seeing the Sex Pistols just being themselves just having a great time and uh you know and and it's it was sad to see actually steve jones just whenever it was 2006 or whenever he was talking about it just saying how miserable he was back then i mean that was striking too right he was saying that he was just in a horrible horrible place you know mentally then so it was, did you uh, did you read his book i think we talked about it a little bit i, I, have, did not, read I have not read that one no i have not it's worth, it's worth reading it's yeah. it's interesting okay well, anyway, I'm glad I'm you know I'm glad you watched it and I'm glad I'm glad you kind of it's short. It's like an hour, fifty five minutes to an hour long. Um, so yeah, look for that on YouTube, people, because it's it's it'll show the Sex Pistols in a different light than you've probably ever seen them before. Uh, so anyway, that was a that was something. Um, Tom, do you know what Wordle is? 
Because I keep seeing people on Facebook showing that fucking Wordle score. Okay, I have no so idea what the fuck Wordle is. It's kind of a is. word game, and I see it was just bought by the New York Times. But it's some like game that some guy made up for his wife or something, or his business partner or something, and then it's become a phenomenon. It's the new Rubik's Cube, but I've never played it. I, I, I don't know. People keep posting it's got like yellow squares and green squares, and I have no idea what the fuck this thing is. I have no clue. You know, the kids came over yesterday, all the kids. We actually had everybody here for dinner, which is very rare. And we played Scategories. Scategories. Um, I'm sure I have in the past. It's like you have a list of things, and then you roll this dice, 26-sided dice, and it gives you a letter. And then you have to write a thing for each item, and you have a timer. And you know why I love that game? Because I kick my kids' butt at that game. (laughs) You asshole. I mean, that's the only game I can beat them at, I swear. Even though last time we played Yahtzee, I rolled like four Yahtzees and just absolutely decimated the whole family. <laughs> there you go. Which is pretty Tom Trauma, you heard it here first. He enjoys my beating wife up on his almost kids. almost always beats me at Yahtzee. <laughs> it was good to win. Well, well that's good. That's good. So Wordle. Yeah, I'm not going not gonna to jump on that bandwagon, I imagine. So you haven't, tried, you haven't tried it? I have not. I don't know what it is. I don't know how you go about playing it. I have no idea about any of this stuff. All I know is it seems like a cult, and I'm not interested in, in jumping on board. <laughs> you know, I do try to do some of those. So I used to, do, I used to be a big crossword puzzle person. I love doing crossword puzzle. Uh, but I don't get the paper anymore because, you know, News. It, it had so little content. Yep. And, like, everything in the paper was just, like, press releases, like I was ta- complaining about earlier. It's like, there's no journalism at all. I'm like, what am I paying for here? Um, so I used to love to cross but there is another game that I play on the New York Times website, this weird game where you get the letters and you have to make as many words as possible. So I do try to keep my mind somewhat sharp, other than just trying to remember who the bass player was from some band that nobody's heard of. <laughs> That's important stuff. It is. My brain's full of that useless knowledge. I, like I said, I wish it was a hard drive where I could go in there and get rid of some of this stuff, leave some room for something else, but I'm afraid I'm full. Well, that's kind of what happens, though. You learn something new and something else drops out. I think that's kind of the way it works. And you know what the worst? You know what the very worst thing is, Neil? This is how soft my brain is. I did not prepare anything for either for either my new my new my new segment, best of spam or best of friends. I did nothing. I'm totally wasting my opportunity. Well, so instead. Instead, I'm going to play a really old queer song, like original OG queer song, since they're celebrating their 40th anniversary. Okay, you had two other songs that neither one of the queers, so are you calling Audible here? I'm calling an Audible, and this will be my fourth and final song for the All evening. All right, my friend. Because I had to pee pretty bad. <laughs> um, okay, So there we go. So this is, this is the OG. <laughs> the, the, the length of the shows these days depend on the size of Tom's bladder. Well, we're, we're, we're already at like two hours and uh, plus music. Go ahead. Queers. Um, so this is the original version with the original singer. This is the Queers kicked out of the Weebelows. What the devil?
Okay, that was the queers with kicked out of the Weebelows. And Thomas, you were going to have to tell everybody what the fuck are the Weebelows? Because people in England and stuff have no idea what the fuck that means. I'm actually, I, you know, so I think it's like the real young Boy Scouts or something, right? Yeah, see, we call them the Cubs. In England, we call them the Cubs. The, uh, the, uh... I think, you know, I might be I might be wrong, but it's something Boy Scouty, but... Mm-hmm. Which anyway, is so creepy when you think about it, because it was because it was the whole Boy Scout girl uh, thing was uh, was formed by some Lord Baden Powell who was a huge pedophile child molester. So it, the whole thing is extraordinarily creepy. Uh, I'm pretty creepy. sure the I'm pretty sure the Boy Scouts were originally founded as a way to get our kids comfortable with compulsory military service. Well, they were, but the guy that formed it was still a huge pedophile it turned out so did you uh did you do any stuff like that no i did not even as a even as a young kid that age i was anti-establishment all my friends were joining the uh, boy scouts and i would not do it i would not do it so i had to do i did like i think one year in something that was called like the boys brigade but that was like religious brigade was something different i think i think the boys brigade was it was more religious i believe but we, you know, we learned to tie square knots and things like that. You know, occasionally I'll still pull out a square knot. So I guess there's that. I bet you will. Yes. Sick Listen, bastard. man, I can tie things. Talking about talking about just kids. ask just ask the woman in my basement. Oh, sorry, did I say that out loud? No. <laughs> talking about kids. Um, yes. This this is one of the last things that I want to talk about. So I, I, I was okay. thinking about this the other day because I saw some picture. Some someone on on Facebook posted a picture of one of their kids. A fine, you know, boy, but twelve years old, whatever he was. And then I saw some kids, you know, you know, whenever it gets to like 40 degrees in the winter, you always see like kids out in shorts, right? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. can tell they don't have enough like hardship in their life. Right. And I was like, what's I the... want to give them some hardship. I was like, what's the matter with this kid? Why does he look weird? He's wearing shorts in the winter. A, that's one thing. But why does he look weird? And then I realized what it was. He's missing an arm. Kids today. Dude, look, they have no calf muscles at all. Like none. <laughs> like fucking None. Like the, like they sit around all day. Seriously, it goes from the knee straight down. Like, no, I was outside playing soccer all day and playing football. You were outside, I'm sure, playing baseball and shit like that. Your kids are wrestling and stuff like that. So, But yeah. you look at a lot of kids, they have no fucking calf muscles. It's just like it's <laughs> it, the leg has completely changed. It's just like a, a bone all the way down to the foot. It's, I'm gonna walk. I'm gonna walk around, look for kids with no calf muscles in their shirts, and just kick them in the back of the knee. <laughs> Seriously, just watch do them it. collapse. Do it. Do it. It's so fucking weird, though, dude. It but, is but it's, so weird. It's it's funny you say that because I think you're right. I mean, these pasty little chud children that just play video games all day and have like white eyes from staring at the screens. <laughs> yeah. But there's also, you know, you know. So, so my son wrestles, right? Getting towards the end here. A couple weeks left, probably of his entire career, but. uh there's other kids, you know, he, he had to wrestle this kid who looked like like a He-Man action figure. Oh, wow. There was nobody like that when we were in school either. Because some of these kids, because you're right, a lot, most of the kids are just blobs. But the other end of it is, I've never saw kids so cut when we were in school. They look like little Lou Ferrignos. I mean, who who could do that? Um, so you know, I you know think, what can do that? I think you're, it's called steroids, my friend. I don't know. Human yeah, growth hormone. Yeah, they don't hormone. really test for, yeah, they don't really looking... test for drugs. Drugs at the high school level, so looking for a uh, looking for a career in pro wrestling um, is what I mean. I mean, when 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 your son goes out, my son is is kind of tall and thin. He's not he's not super muscular. I mean, he's in great shape. Don't get me wrong. He's strong, but he's not he's not one of these muscle kids. But when you know when he walks out on the mat and mom visibly you know audibly gasps when she sees the kid he has to wrestle against. Yeah, (laughs) so he's he's a good size. he's fucking wrestling against Hulk Hogan. Well, where you're just like, just don't break his arm. Yeah. You know? Well, okay, so, but this is interesting, though. So, are those kids any good? 
the last one that I'm talking about was pretty good. He he beat my son. My son's only lost four times all year, and that was one of them. Uh, okay. Yeah, so because sometimes because yeah. sometimes you'll see those muscle bound kids and they they actually can't, no he can't fight at all you know no 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 and like I said he my son beats you know he's won over thirty matches he's only lost four so he wins the vast majority of them yeah. almost everybody who wrestles is more muscular than him hmm. he's got the big muscle in his skull that's the one that's the reason he wins no that's interesting yeah yeah but, yeah. Uh, yeah but yeah it's been a fun it's been a very fun season but it's so time consuming. Um, I will. I sort of will long to get my Saturdays back. We got maybe like three more, unless he goes to state, and then some four more. So, so you can go out drinking like we'll I do on Saturday. Yeah, it's good. It's good to wait to spend Saturday. Yeah. Okay, so well, you know, Tesco V, the great Tesco V, uh, has a new little shop inside of like a shop within a shop at an antiques place over in Lansing, and I'm just dying to. Now, Grant, I'm not going to do it if it's the land of ice and snow. I need a little spring weather. Dry, dying to drive over to Lansing and check out his check out his wares over there. Oh, that sounds cool, man! How, how, he's a, he's how like far of a drive is he's that? He's like an antique uh, hour fifty, maybe hour. Okay. He's like an antique toy collector, and he's got some records over there and stuff. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to going. It's called Tesco's Toys, I think, or something. Tesco's Toys, like it. Sounds good. He's there a lot of times on the weekends, and maybe I can catch him and say, "Dude, you need to come out and talk to us. We'll talk about your toy shop if you, you know, talk about whatever about the fuck what he cool wants." Guy is. Yeah, talk about whatever he wants. Um. So for my final song, so I'm going to call an audible too. You talked about the Trash Brats doing Third Generation Nation, right? Yep. It's on their single Rocket to Heaven. Rocket to Heaven. From that's right, 2000. That's right. So yeah, so this is um, my final Brats song tonight. So sorry, Neighborhood Brats. Sorry, um, Lower Class Brats. I was going to play a song by you, but uh, instead I'm going to do Trash Brats. Uh, our good friend Ricky Rat, right? Um, yes. With uh, the, the Dead Boys classic. Third Generation Nation. Enjoy.
So there it was, the Trash Brats there, or the Trash Brats, the with two E's, Trash Brats. Uh, yeah, at the end they went to the. I don't know what I don't know what's up with that. Yeah, maybe they cha- changed the name somewhat. Like Ultravox uh, dropped the exclamation point at one point. Um, so that was yeah, Trash Brats with third generation if, uh, nation. If you follow Ricky on uh, social media, he does a fun thing. He does he like plays a song every day, and he this year he's going to try to do 365 songs by Michigan artists. I've been seeing. And the last one he did, ahead, the last yeah. one he did was a borderline by Madonna. Oh dear. Well, I guess that is a Michigan she was, artist. She was. Uh, she was from. I can't remember where she's from. Michigan, somewhere in the Detroit area, I think. Yeah. Originally, before she went to New York to be a whore. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think a punk rock band did a song about that. Um, yeah, interesting. So I've I've seen he's doing that. I haven't listened to any of them, so I couldn't possibly figure out how he. A was lot of them do... I don't know. Yeah. I don't know a lot of the songs, but how it's we... just it's interesting. Dude's gonna... like a he is definitely like a human songbook, no question. Yeah, he's good, and he was playing. So. He played bass in that later inter- incarnation of the Dead Boys, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, he played bass on the like last version where you saw him. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, so, so I I might actually now that now that I know that uh, Cheetah is following us on Instagram, I might actually reach out to him and see if I can get him to come on the show and yell at us for a while. <laughs> there you go. We we actually might have a connection to the other guitar player from that incarnation too, through our friend Jake, who set us up with Ricky Rad actually. Yeah, um, he wouldn't. So, we'll he, wouldn't be, he wouldn't be quite as famous as Cheetah though. <laughs> no, but I know he played with Jake. But he played with Jake for the years. We get, maybe we get some good Jake stories. So anyway, all right. Listen, I must pee, dude, or I'm gonna blow up. So, <laughs> gonna have to get you a fucking depends or something. Yeah, some male diapers. Exactly. Well, I don't want to pee on this brand new fancy computer that my wife just bought me for Christmas. So. There you go. Anyway, thanks for listening today, guys. It was yep. very rambling, but I enjoyed it. Neil and I needed to uh, catch up a little bit. Yep, for sure. Rant about the state of things, I guess. Yep, and we'll play. I'd imagine we'll probably be doing it again because I don't think I we even scratched the surface of all the shit that you had to talk about. I don't think so. Well, it's funny we got through it. We did get through a lot of it. Okay, but we'll uh, there's always lots of stuff to talk about. Yep. All right. So, well, anyway. thanks, yeah, for, thanks uh, for it's good to talk yeah, to so, you, you know, Tom. Good to hang out. Yeah, you can always uh, you can always you know uh, punk till I die seventy seven at Gmail or punk till I die podcast or punk till I die podcast group on Facebook. Yep, join That's a great group. place to get some com- great place to get some lively conversations going. Yep, for sure. Yep. So, tell anyway. us tell us what your top ten is for the twenty twenty one and stuff like that. Surprise us. Cause... I don't know. We're getting we're getting pretty far from the end of the year now. We might be done with that, but we'll see. We might read one or two more. Well, it might be interesting. And if you wrote us a letter in the if past, if, if there's anything that we missed, you know what I mean. That, yeah, that's, that's kind true. of the interesting thing. For but me. if you wrote us a letter in the past and we didn't answer you, or if you sent us some songs and I told you I'd listen to it and then never got back to you, I probably lost you. So don't be afraid to write it again. And if you want stickers, it's probably not because. Do you have any stickers left, Tom? Yep, I still have some stickers, too. Yeah. So if you want some free stickers, just write to us, send us a name and address, and we'll send you some Punk July Day stickers, which we want to see you put up at uh, assorted places wherever you live, you know? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Not not like your mom's kitchen, like public places. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Getting the word out, baby. So Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you again soon, I'm sure. Yep. So, uh, yep. So keep a little mark in your heart, and uh, uh, stay free. And Tom? We'll smell you later. Smell you later, everybody. Bye-bye.